Dave, can you talk? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, Pete, you're a little low compared to Dave. I don't know if it's the same on your end, Dave. I'm going to try to move it to uh, closer to my mouth. My you got to, you got to get, it, you got to get all up on it. Yeah, I'm just loud too. I think louder than Pete. I am too, but only on the phone. Yeah, I tend to be loud in in general, but when I'm here at home doing this, I try to keep low so I don't, I don't want uh, you know passersby of my family hearing Pro what move. I'm talking about. I agree. <laughs> Your wife doesn't need to hear all the things you're saying about her. Ten four. <laughs> well, that's 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 my tact anyway. She's behind you right now. Pete. Yeah, mine's in the pool, so I'm safe. She's in the house. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so you, you uh, had no idea. So it sounds like uh, we've got it all squared away. So I think we're good. Started. Yeah, so, might as well. A minute early. All right. So this is the Advanced After Combat Podcast. This is a podcast brought to you by myself, Dave, my bromance partner, Jason. Hello. And a mystery host, excuse me, I had to burp, who uh, we select from the uh, guild every month or so, um, or we don't select it. It's a, it's a whole process, don't yeah, ask. Okay. Yeah, listen to other episodes. Um, and so this time, the third host, our mystery host, is Pete A. Welcome. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank yeah. You much. Is there any other name you wanted us to like? Uh, no. How, how should... much? How much are you willing to talk about? Away from uh, Wargaming. I, I, I'm a, I'm a partially open book. Okay. So you, you will you talk about what you do for a living? Uh, yeah, not a problem. He's a hired assassin. <laughs> <laughs> and he's at his high school reunion. So, so first, Pete, uh, what are you drinking today? I actually am drinking some instant Lipton iced tea. Wow. In- instant iced tea. Okay. This is going to be a pretty raucous podcast. Then I get, let me go get that bottle of moonshine for myself. I'll, I'll get, I'll get raucous for us. You, you have listened to this podcast before, right, Pete? I, I have, and that was one of my hesitations about coming on. Is that okay. I probably haven't drank in about you know ten years, so don't worry. Braxton, okay, I didn't know that. Braxton used to say that too. So, <laughs> <laughs> but he's 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 quite the polished drinker now. He's not wild man. So, all right, well, good. So um, you're going to be the uh, the one who's going to have to land the plane. You'll be TD. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so just so you know. Bring it home, baby. So, uh, Jason, what are you drinking? I uh, We had sushi tonight for dinner. So I have had two uh, big Kirins. Um, I'm now working on a double Negroni, and I brought some Modelo in just in case. How about you, Dave? Dave? Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong button. Yeah, uh, we had a uh, had a little moonshine earlier. My daughter's been teaching us into a thing. Where she wants to teach us games now, like board games and stuff. So wow! So she taught us coup. We played coup as a family. Today. Great game. Yeah. So uh, it was good. She did a good job. She like reads the rules. She tries to be pretty serious about it, and like, and it takes the pressure off me, which is awesome. yeah. So yeah, because the the wife is more forgiving of the kid, but if you screw up a rule, right? God and forbid. Like, and like the. 
it's just interesting to watch her have to be in the position that traditionally I was always in, where I'm mm-hmm, getting mm-hmm. frustrated and annoyed with people who, while I'm trying to explain the rules, are then just asking me rules out of the blue, like trying to distract me. So, uh, so that was good. But yeah, now I'm drinking uh, Mother's Beer's uh, Step Dude Lager. Nice. So, Step Dude. I think Mother's is out of Springfield, Missouri, but it's a good brewery. So. That's it. Probably Good stuff. moonshine later. Yeah. If I feel like Pete's not carrying the drinking weight, I might have to start backloading quite a bit. So. Yeah. I'll, I'll, have repeat, your, I'll have your back. I repeat, you're responsible for this. But whatever happens, you're you're ultimately responsible. So, did Pete already pass out? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry to give it up. I, I got it. I got to remember to uh, do the. You got to push talk. the talk. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. So I, I guess I'm the designated uh, podcaster. Suppose, yeah. It, right? It's your podcast, Pete, to do with as you will. Oh, boy. Take good care of us. So, uh, Pete, uh, what area are you from? Well, <clears throat> I live down, uh, I live in uh, Southern California in uh, Torrance, uh, which is in the South Bay, uh, sort of southwest of Los Angeles. It's in Los Angeles County. That is so funny. Uh, Originally, I was born in New Jersey, uh, and then we kind of settled down in Southern California when I hit about first grade or so, and kind of been in this area ever since. Nice, a lot of a lot of peats in New Jersey. It's real real peat country. Yeah, they must have had a run of uh, that name <laughs> back in the sixties. Right. Yeah. David's not as popular now as it used to be. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, uh, where did you grow up in New Jersey? Uh, well, no, uh, I actually, so I was really only in New Jersey for about a year and a half, two years. And then my dad, uh, he was in the Air Force uh, and also doing the surg- surgery uh, intern or uh, residency fellowship at some point. So we kind of moved for a couple of different places. So actually was in Tennessee for a, a year or two, went to Fresno for a year or two. Um, and then we ended up in Cerritos, uh, which is in California, Uh when I was about first grade, kind of was in Cerritos, Buena Park, Whittier area till I got into high school. And then I went to uh, Loyola Marymount, um, which is in Westchester, uh, again, Southern California for uh, undergrad. And then I ended out uh, in the Midwest at Creighton for medical school oh, okay. uh, for four years. And then after that, came back to Torrance and have been out here since. Nice. It's so, it's so funny that like right as I was leaving, then suddenly I think we run into all these guys right, yeah. from Southern California. From SoCal, yeah. It's like there was years. I was there for like 20 years, <laughs> 25 years probably. That's interesting. Yeah, my old chief used to be the chief of police of Torrance. John oh, really? Knew. John knew. He was the chief of police there for quite a while. Good oh, that's guy. cool. But now it's a disaster. So. I call guys back down there. They call me and they're like, oh, my God, we all just want to get out of here. think <laughs> <laughs> it's <is> so bad. <laughs> all of them want to leave. Nobody wants to stay. So. But Torrance is nice now, right? Torrance is surrounded by towns that are maybe less nice. Exactly. Yeah. Torrance is well, like a bastion. Sort of. You know, I mean, you know, to the Torrance, south, it's nicer. But Beachward, it's nicer. But. Right. South and east, it's nicer. Right. So to a little bit of the north and to well, a Well, there's not much the west. East. There's, a, there's a lot of water west of Torrance. Right. Well, there's, um, you know, it's the beach cities right. Hermosa Beach, Redondo Beach, Manhattan Beach, you know, all the beach cities. And then Rancho Palos Verdes and Palos Verdes, you know, yeah, uh, right. over there. 
Yeah, it's not like Downey, which has become surrounded by all the bad <laughs> Yeah. It's like, ooh. <laughs> Downey's been barely holding a... They're, yeah. they're, like, they're like manning the wall. Yeah, got a straw above the water. Right. Well, a perfect example of that also is where I basically was... A, I, I consider I, that I grew up in Whittier because that's oh. kind of where mm-hmm. you know, since like eighth grade until I left for college, that's kind of where I was. And I sort of think of those years as like your formative years, right? So Whittier is definitely... You know, there's areas of Whittier that are not good at all, and then we lived in a nicer area. Um, and yeah, surrounded around us were the, the not so great areas. Well, that's good. I mean, that that then you builds character. Victims and suspects mixed together. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, Pete, uh, what what do you do for a living? Well, I am a psychiatrist. I see. Right. You should come to the convention. I yeah, that would that would yeah. There are would books. Help. It would help a lot, <laughs> and there are books you could write. I think you might benefit more than we would benefit from the experience. I mean, yeah. Well, you know, it, it, you, you could probably get a grant to come to the con, write a paper. Yeah, but it's definitely a situation in which um, you know the the saying is you know the, the 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 people who are most unstable are your people who like me. That's, right. that's fair like, Dave and I support you yeah we'll be there for you we'll give you advice maybe we can give you some therapy while you're there we, we'll show yeah, you absolutely. some things I'm a good absolutely. listener yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> well cool so how did you get into wargaming was it kind of like the military background with your dad and everything well actually no not at all um, you know I was kind of looking back th- through you know my history and one of the things about war games is that the very first war game that I ever got was uh, tactics 2 when I was in high school um, I bought it try to get my friend to play it no one would play it with me so and I wasn't at that time smart enough how to figure out how to play solitaire so uh, I put it away and it kind of you know I, I never thought of it again for you know, almost 25 years or so then uh, and my dad was not he, he wasn't into mil- I mean he was he was a surgeon in the uh in the air force and so and and it was only in for a, a couple of years okay so it's, it's not like he was um you know a, a a full-on military man so no he he had no military interest at all um but what ended up plus, happening plus was he was in the air force too so also not military. <laughs> <laughs> tomato tomato yeah wow <laughs> <laughs> mitch was Mitch in the Air Force? No, he was not. Jeez. Oh, right. Do you guys have anybody in the air who was in the Air Force that you know? Uh, Carl, right? Oh yeah, he was in the Space Force for a little while too. But then they <laughs> yeah. kicked him Which... out. I think, I think they kicked him out of the Space Force. He was go too back intense. To the Air Force. He was too intense. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so what happened was then uh, I, uh, in about 2013, I've been reading a book called uh, "Of Dice and Men." Uh, which was about the history of Dungeons and Dragons. And I, yeah. just, I just sort of picked it up, you know, and hadn't played any games um, for a lot of years. And so I, they talked about this new version of uh, D&D coming out, and it was in the playtest form. So I'm like, oh, I should do this, and I'll get my kids to do it. So uh, I searched out a, a, a store in Santa Monica who was running the playtest, and we started there on a weekly basis. And then within a few months, they released the, the uh, player's handbook. And so we started playing that. 
as as we were doing that, because I was going to these you know game stores to play, I was looking at all the different games. And you know, initially it was things like is this like Arrow know, Hobbies? Were you going to Arrow Hobbies? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know Keith? Does uh, Keith still own it? I, I don't know. Young guy, yeah, don't, long hair. It was it was never anybody. You no, know, it was always sort of young young people kind of there. Yeah, the owner there is a pretty good guy. If he still owns it, but I used to go there all the time. Yeah, probably one of the the best places for, uh, or one of the few places with war games, right, right. In, in Southern California. Sure, nowadays. So you know, I picked up things like uh, Dungeon Dragons Waterdeep Heist, uh, or not not Waterdeep Heist, um, Lords of Waterdeep, and uh, you know, couldn't get anybody to play that with me. My kids weren't interested; they just wanted to play D anD. d And then I kind of branched out into you know some of the other things uh, that I saw like on BGG. And started to get into some solo stuff. So I think my first actual war game, looking back on my BGG stuff, was probably uh, Space Empires 4X. Um, oh, wow. And I think I got that because I read that you could play it solo and that there was a way to do that. Um, and then just kind of branched out from there and eventually was listening to different podcasts and you know came across you guys. Uh, and the rest is, they say, history. Wow. That's interesting. So now what, what games are you into as far as, so you basically, do you do Vassal too, or you Solitaire? Um, I've been trying to get a little bit more involved. Um, for a long time, you know, I had Vassal on my computer. I had downloaded a bunch of modules, tried to sort of get it to work, but it always seemed like I was missing something. And so I never really got into it. Um, but then as, as time has gone on, uh, seeing, you know, observing some of the stuff that you guys have done, I've, I've been able to uh, sort of hop on and, and do a couple of games um, that turned out to be pretty fun. So I'm trying to expand that a little bit. Um, but primarily, I still do just solitary, you know, because I don't have anybody out here that I can play with. Um, and, you know, even if you were still out here, I mean, you'd be about an hour and a half traffic right you yeah. know and yeah mitch would always be like hey i'm gonna be coming in orange county and i'm up in santa Cruz. he's like hey, like yeah go. i'm like <laughs> it's like I'm three like, hours yeah it's like a two and a half three hour drive <laughs> right. dude to get to where i'm at yeah we're, so we're 40 uh, miles away right 50 miles away from each other so even with hollywood being out here you know it's like i, I don't yeah. see yeah it's a trek yeah. getting up there too often you know but I also am one of these guys, you know, that I, I always make, and I've probably said this on other podcasts, uh, where I, I say, you know, look, I'm that typical L.A. person that, you know, anything past the Santa Monica Hills mountains <laughs> is Canada. And anything, you know, east of downtown L.A. is... is um, it's might Las as well Vegas. be Arizona. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I'm very just entrenched in that Southern California, I don't go anywhere thing. That, that, that's how my wife is. Like, I'll be like... Yeah, so it's out in like uh, Mon- Monrovia or P- Pomona. And she's like, where's that? I'm like, you lived <laughs> you in the San Fernando Pomona Valley is. your entire life. You don't know where Pomona is? Like, it's it's like 15 miles to the east of you. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, who would want to go to Monrovia? That's for yeah. sure. No, that is, that is- you got to get us a Rancho Cucamonga. Oh, yeah. Right, so, right. That is West Las Vegas. That is. As far yeah, as no, no, Los Angeles is uh, concerned. Now, yeah, so, uh, but, but yeah, so, uh, so mostly I play uh, solitaire, um, and uh, but I've been, you know, doing some stuff online, uh, and you know, was uh, Ty uh, and in Hollywood had a bunch of us get together uh, on Vassal to play Bloody April, which is that World War One flying game. Sure, uh, that was really fun. We had about 
five of us, six of us doing it all at once. Um, uh, Joe M, I think, I can't remember now his, his handle on BGG, Flying Monkey, I think. Uh, we've been trying to get through Holland 44. Um, and then, uh, you know, I've sort of dropped in occasionally to watch you guys do, I think you were doing OCS once. Right, um, with Pete. With, with Pete. Um, and I was watching Hollywood and uh, Duck play uh, one of the great campaigns of the American Civil War games. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, and I'm trying to, to sort of uh, do a little bit more of that. It's just a matter of, you know, sort of putting out uh, a post on the uh, looking for a vassal game. Yeah, I, saw, I saw a guy post, like, I think the other day on the Wargamers or Wargames Facebook group. He's like, yeah, I think Vassal's ruining wargaming. I'm like, yes. are you? I'm like, are you yes. crazy? Like, <laughs> like, dude, like Vietnam '65 to '75 is so much easier to play on Vassal, or like Great Campaigns of the American Civil right. War, right. so easy on Vassal. Like, or that you can just get on Vassal and play with somebody on the other side of the country right. whenever right. you want. Like, right. oh fuck, how dare yeah. we? Even beyond the obvious advantage of like, like with us, we have a discord server, which I think makes it easier because you can just go to there. And like, sometimes I'll be like, if the wife falls asleep early, I'll be right. like, hey, what's man, up? We can see who's on discord and guys will be in different game rooms and you can hop in. But uh, like, yeah, so you can play guys online. That's awesome. You can do play by email files and send them to each other and play them and then respond. So you don't even have to do it at the same time. Um, you can have hidden movement like with the, uh, great campaigns in American Civil War, they have like a button you press that that figures out all your exhaustion and all your recovery for the next turn. It's like, that takes like 15, right. 20 minutes yeah. in the actual game. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think it's great. They're like, like, yeah, I guess sometimes it can get annoying because I'm on a different version of Vassal than the other guy or do I have the latest module? But I mean, the fact that it can just basically save your game and then you can just come back a week later and play it. I mean, that's huge. So, Yeah, and that's the thing that I think I've been trying to to really sort of embrace that part of it. Because the, the, for me, though, the, there is a negative, and that is I don't like looking at just a small screen. And and I kind of need to see the whole board. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not so good where I have to have half of the board is off yeah. the side. And then I kind of forget like, well, that's, what that's was over seems, there. That yeah, seems I'm like the a, same way, too. That seems like a self-created problem because you could have a much larger screen. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I have a, I have a big screen in my office, and sometimes I'll, you know, do stuff in the office too. But it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, I like, to, I'm a tactile guy, right? And so I like oh, physical sure. books and, yeah. and, and even, I, right. I'm saying if I had a guy who I could play the actual games with, and leave them set up, or if say there were two cons a year that you could go to, yeah, right. Or if I could have find an extra husband to marry, and he and I could just spend <laughs> Sign time me up, together. Sign me up, Dave. I'm, I'm you know, on my way. And then I could then we could go do whatever we do with life, and then come back. But I, especially when I have to move furniture and stuff, I'm always like, oh, <laughs> gay men have it so much easier <laughs> right. than heterosexual men. It's not fair. And they're all in shape. God bless. Because we'll be carrying something, and I'm like. Come on, we're almost there. I'm like, we got to put it down for a second. I'm like, oh, come on, we're almost we <laughs> right got it. There. We're gonna drop it. I'm like, fine. <laughs> you didn't say you were gonna move like that. I'm like, Jesus. Of course, I was gonna move like that. When we're we going first, through a fucking doorway. When we first got married, you could have easily carried this. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So, um, I agree though. I I like the. In, in fact, one of the games I'm going to talk about, Guns of Gettysburg, today. Hell yeah! And, and that has kind of that similar thing where I kind of like the little 
wooden pieces that looks like the old maps you would see in in the the his, historical books you know with the little blue versus red blocks fighting so uh I, yeah i agree there is some attraction there but i mean the convenience outweighs yeah. a lot of that well and and that's was i and really that's the, the sort of point of all this is that i i just got i have to just get over that because there's no way i'm going to play any of the games in person that's with right. anybody here in in torrents just isn't going to happen so just if that, I want to enjoy that, them, just at that ask that tactics two box, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Still. Well, now as it turns out, uh, as it turns out, Art uh, had offered uh, a tactics two game up uh, about six months or a year ago, uh, and I snagged it, and he sent it to me. Nice. And nice. I still, but unfortunately, you're right. I still haven't opened it up. Got to play it. It's a great nostalgia buy. I've done that with games like you know, like like War and Peace, the old one. Yeah. Like, oh, and I looked at it, I'm like, Ugh, look at this map, so right. bad. Why right. did I like this game? Yeah, there's been a couple of those. So yeah, so that's interesting. So you are kind of getting chip. into that aspect of it. So that's good. Yeah, yeah no, I, no, absolutely. Because because I just you and really it's it's because of the guild. Obviously, I I was seeing all you guys talk about these games and and the after action reports and. Then you know the uh, AAC Cabal stuff with the RPGs, and I'm like, gosh, I'm missing out. So you know, I stopped lurking because I've I've been a, a, a guildie since I don't know 2016, but oh wow, you know, had like three posts in five years yeah. or something, you know, wow. until I just said, you know what, I, I got to get involved, and and then it's kind of just exploded. So, nice. See, everybody listening who's not involved, just fucking get involved. It, no matter where, like if it's get vassal games, if it's fucking baseball games, if it's RPGs, get involved. Like, yeah, we're, we're, here, we're here. It's getting ready to press submit. Hello, world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, right. I, was, I was telling my wife earlier, like, yeah, he kind of came in like through the RPG stuff. I know, like, I that's was, that's I was, where we got I was telling your wife the same thing. I um, bet. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is Dave's best friend. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard. <laughs> I gotta come up with some good ones. Yeah. gotta come up with some good ones. Next yes. time we're at sushi, Dave, we'll, I'll, I'll let you know. You can you can hit her up. <laughs> I don't know what it, it was. So spontaneous. I don't know if I can do it. I know that's so funny. I so I listened to, back to that. Greyhawk game where oh, you, you were just cracking up, and I was like, "Oh, motherfucker! I remember that." Uh, that's funny. Yeah, son of a bitch. Well, good. So, and Pete, do you, and you do you have kids? You said. Yeah, I have a twenty-one-year-old. Uh, She'll be twenty-two in July, and then a nineteen-year-old uh, son. Oh, so, so lucky. Are they both gone? Uh, no, unfortunately, Whoa. you're doing no, it wrong. They're, they're both. Oh, believe me, I'm fully aware. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, partly my son's actually home more because of the pandemic. And so he ended up just come, going to the community college oh. uh, for his first year of college um, because you you couldn't go anywhere. Um, and then, you know, my daughter's just still at home and uh, trying to work on getting her to become a responsible adult. Nice. It's hard. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. I don't want to be there. No, no comment. Yeah, no. I'm going to be like, look, either you become an essential worker, or <laughs> just join the something. fucking military. Get out of my, get out <laughs> those, of my hair. Those are my choices. That's what I told my son: join the navy or get out. Just go. Somewhere. My dad said, go to college. You can come back here for vacations. Join the service or get a job and get an apartment. That's right. Two choices. Eighteen. I was like, I'll go to college. Yeah, absolutely. 
Those are the conversations that are getting. Uh, they're hard. So. Yeah, they're hard conversations. So, um, Pete, there is a quiz. Oh, and I just boy. want to bring it up because it, it, it's voluntary. Um, we don't have to do it. Uh, we've both been sent it. So you're obviously aware because you've listened. Oh, I, one first, first thing. So we know that your favorite podcast is uh, Advanced After Combat. Um, what's your most hated podcast related to wargaming? Oh, my, my most hated? Like if you uh, had to pick one that was your most hated one, which one would it be? Geez, that's that's a tough one because there's a couple that I kind of remember listening to uh, a few years ago that I just didn't, you know, they, did, they didn't click um, right. or they weren't as good. So which um, of those would be your most hated? Well, see, that's the thing. I'm trying to remember what those were. Because They're so bad you don't remember them. Well, I mean, I, it, I, I, I don't have the greatest memory for stuff like that. You know, like I can remember stuff when I was 17 and back in high school. And, yeah, you that's, know, why, the, that's why you guys take notes, right? Because you can't remember. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, but, but I will, I mean, I, I look in, in full disclosure because, you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't sugarcoat things. Uh, I, do, I do enjoy Guns, Dice, and Butter. I did enjoy Rally in the Valley. Uh, I do uh, enjoy uh, History on the Table. Um, okay, well, know. that was a great podcast, Pete. We appreciate you participating. <laughs> uh, and guys, we'll... Uh... <laughs> it's, re- it's really... I mean, the only two Wargaming podcasts are us and History on the Table. So Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. And we don't want to shit on them. Like, we, yeah. we, we, we don't? I don't no. We, oh, we're not doing that. We, we love Madden. Right? Not in public. I get it. Not in public. Okay, we got it. No problem. No, they're great. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I want to. Uh, okay. I'm hoping, hoping to. Uh, I think a, a while back, Rich uh, was looking to play um, Unconditional Surrender on. Uh, what's that one? B, is it BGA? Board yeah, game? board game yeah. arena. Yeah. Yeah. So I certainly don't want to upset upset him in his podcast. History on the table has a great personality. <laughs> they're, they're sassy. <laughs> they're full of spirit. I yeah, love them. Definitely. I love them so much. That's yeah. the only one I listen to. They're healthy. They're sturdy. Yeah, but but you guys are the only. I mean, you know, the AAC is really the the only true. Podcast. Yeah, I don't want to brag, podcast. but I I think history on the table. They're not quite as nuanced as we are. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're they're their hosts don't pass out every every That's twelfth right. I mean, podcast. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean. So that's only the flavor you can get here. They're they're doing some revolutionary shit over there. So people should yeah, like, check them out. But it, but any podcast that doesn't do an ASL minute, you know, <laughs> what's, what's the point, right? I like but, the, I like but, that we we did it for four times or something. Right? And then any other podcast that does it, we're like, you're cheating. You're we own it. We own it. What you have a quiz? Uh, obviously mm-hmm. ripping us off. <laughs> Clearly. Okay. Just wait, ask I'm, me what I'm wait, wait, I'll tell you wait, more. Wait, you guys are going to ask me how much on eBay uh, uh, something is, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's somebody else. That's somebody else. Oh, and no, we, that's a different podcast. Okay. And we, we know how to correctly pronounce the word naval. It's not <laughs> naval combat. Naval? Naval combat. Naval warfare. That's fine. Beautiful people. Love them. Good, good boys. Um, Love them, yeah. We Love also everybody. need to do some recap from Swolcom, too. So we do? To fit that in. I'm ready. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I want to hear all about of, it. Speaking of history on the table, there's some good tea to be. Oh fuck me! Yeah. Nothing bad, but it was just fun. It was great. Matt did I, put on one of the TV. best drunk performances I've ever seen. Ever, like, ever. As it was far glorious. As 
being a great wow. guy and funny oh, and just God. like so good. Salt of the earth. And I love just that guy. riding the edge of the wave. He was like surfing it, a giant was, wave at Hawaii. <laughs> like drunk by noon and then rallied and drank again from like five to midnight. It was it was glorious. So we'll, we'll go over some of that. It was. All Meanwhile, good. I was just a shithead to Dave. Oh, when was that? Really? The first night. I got. I got. I got, I got kind of oh, shitty. This is our Shelby. <laughs> we are a Shelby Foot argument. We were just talking past each other, and, and was, I got. Uh, and I got banned by the from the bar <laughs> for the second oh, time oh, in as many years. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Swanky con. But we're having it somewhere else, so that's good. She banned me. Yeah, fuck those guys. All right, so I, uh, I just want to know, but before you finish that, did, was there any pizza on the floor? No, no, and, that's at AAC Con, and, and this okay. is just this is just a brief summary. We're going to cover it in more detail later on in this episode. So, gotcha. Uh, but yeah, that was I once again got barred from the bar. So, which is tough because it's the only bar that's right next to the room. <laughs> so once they throw you out, it feels weird that you're in the room next door. <laughs> All right, so uh, there's yeah, there's a quiz. Let's do this. Let's do the quiz. You have a choice, Pete. If if Pete wants to do it, oh yeah, well, you have two you know, choices. Yeah, of course, of of course, I want to do it. And uh, so your second choice, go, right? Is uh, are you going to be assisted by Jason or myself? Uh, I, I I've really got to go with you, Dave. <laughs> Thank there's Thank a good you. chance I might not know one answer. Thank you so much because I do not like giving the quiz, <laughs> and I hate taking it. So it all works out between right. the two of us. We lick the platter clean. We make one whole man. <laughs> this is why we need your 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 utopic uh, relationship, so we could be we could be one person. It's like that Seinfeld episode where Jerry and George were one good boyfriend together. We could be one one great husband. I don't know. Yeah, I, yo, you're talking. You don't about know Seinfeld. Recent, I don't know any TV. No. I, wow. Very little TV. I told you, like, I wasn't allowed to watch TV for the longest time. Yeah, but this wasn't. I mean, this wasn't when you were a kid. Anyway, know, even, even when I was in my twenties, my parents wouldn't. Let me watch. <laughs> they'd call I know up where and they'd you be are. Like, yeah. Are you watching TV? I swear. Are you God, watching? Si- are you watching The Simpsons? If young I'm man. In Korea. I'm in yeah. Korea. They're like, are you watching Armed Forces TV? <laughs> It's uh, just a June podcast quiz is, is what barely just a June podcast quiz is what Braxton calls this one. Thank you, Braxton, for the for the quiz. Yeah. This, Thank this you for your service. This was four days notice. And again, like I really that's, that's shine, plenty. That's plenty. I shine I, in the coordinating. I I considered uh, paying for his um, D six D sixty six as a potential bribe, but I, nice. I never got around to offering mm. it. That's the Campbell strategy. I like mm-hmm. it. And I'm praying that at least one or two questions have to do with a game that I have so that at least I have a fighting chance to answer it. Yeah, because you do a lot of solo stuff. You're in, you're in trouble. I think you yeah, good luck. Them. Good luck. All right. Yeah, and, and, and I'm a non-military guy, so there's a lot right. of military stuff that uh, has gone over my head over the years. And, I'm going to try to I be here for you. Slowly learn it. All right. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be loosey-goosey with you guys. It's time for Name That Opposing Commander. Oh, boy. Yep. <clears throat> Get into it. The Battle of Mon Gropius, 83 AD. My commander is uh, Calgacus. Who is yours? Well, it's got to be like a Roman, right? Is it? Uh, I, I, 
was going to say, uh, oh, that almost that scared me for a second. I thought, oh, what did I? What did <laughs> Isn't I that say? great? Isn't that great? I, I touched the wrong. I touched okay. the wrong button. I like to startle people with it. Uh, the listeners, Jason's texting the the, the battle name. <laughs> would that be one of the C's? Would that be Caesar? I think it's late for Caesar. Late for Caesar. Because you think uh, one like Jesus was Augustus, right? Wasn't Augustus emperor? Uh, I thought Jesus, Jesus was Jesus. Jesus was. Oh, we, we aren't counting Jason before Jason and after Jason. <laughs> uh, no, so I want to say that like thirty-ish is going to be Augustus, thirties and forties. That sounds maybe. that sounds good enough to me. So, but we're in eighty-three AD, no, right? But we're later than that, so that's what I'm saying. So not Augustus, not Augustus, not Augustus. I don't know. Uh, and this this actually sounds like it should be like I'm gonna I I have a feeling that I know this in the back of my head somewhere. And I'm like, oh my god, you're an idiot for not are you a, this one. Oh, here's are you a Euro gamer at all? Uh, I oh, am. it's the it's the, uh, the Agricola. The Agricola. Nice. That's who it is. Yep. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah. Count that. Yeah, we'll count that. That. <laughs> Braxton even said this one might be hard. <laughs> yeah, Braxton did say this one was going to be hard. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm very glad I didn't have to give it or take it. Um, the bottle, uh, the battle of, um, I do. I, I need a refill is where the bottle came from. The battle of uh, Mon- Montessard, 1177 AD. My commander is, of course, Saladin, who is yours. I guess like Richard the Lionhearted on all this stuff. Anything against Saladin, I just go with Richard Lionhearted. I don't, I don't know these very well. Yeah, that sounds good. It sounds like a Crusader thing. So yeah, I would say Richard the Lionhearted. Uh, Baldwin the Fourth, oh. the Leper King. Oh, oh yeah, there you go. Of course, that's an obvious one, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Richard the Lionhearted. I mean, that's that's always a safe bet. Yeah, he's safe. Uh, Battle of Firth, sixteen thirty-two. My commander is Gustavus Adolphus. Who is yours? Can you spell it? G G U S T A. No, not, not his name. The battle. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know who Gustavus Adolphus is. Firth, F umlaut U R T H. I like how you'll type Battle of Montegissard. Oh, uh, dude, I'm getting there. I haven't let off push talk yet. Let me get there. Gustavus Adolphus. Battle of Firth. So Gustavus Adolphus is the Protestant. So it's probably Catholic somebody. And do you know any uh, 30 years war uh, generals, Catholic generals? I mean, not to give a hint. No, but not another, at all. Another Euro game. Yeah, I know it's. I know the name, but I, it's one of those two guys. Is it? Is it? It's either what's it, Wallenstein, or uh, I can't remember the other dude. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. There, there was two. I've got nothing. Games. Well, guess Wallenstein. It's well, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, there you go. Albrecht von Wallenstein. I'm trying to remember who the other one. I need to read the Thirty Years' War again. It's kind of faded. All right, no more ants. Yeah. That's no it. promises. That's, that's no it. promises. That's right. I lied. I lied. 
Um, I'm, I'm a hugger, you know? I like, I like to give hints. Uh, Battle of Lawfield, 1747. My commander is Duke of Cumberland. Who is yours? Lawfield. Lawfield, 17. Can you spell that one too? Just the name of the battle. You don't need the year. Okay. Lawfield, La I guess. Duke of Cumberland. So it's like War of yeah. Austrian Succession, probably. The fact that Dave knows that. Yeah. Is like, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would have, I have no idea. Uh, you're, you're safe usually getting guessing Saxe, Marshal de Saxe. He's like the okay. only good. Cumberland, I'm assuming, is on the British side. Saxe is the best uh, general in the French. I would guess that one. But if it's the War of Austrian Succession. Yeah, but it's not. They're all yeah. over. It's the one before it was the War of Spanish Succession. It's, it's very messy. <laughs> very messy. It is Saxe. Oh, good. wow. All right. There you go. He's the only good French general in like basically <laughs> that entire century. <laughs> I mean, really good. Some of them are okay. But... And how about the the Battle of Lotz, 1914? My commander is Nikolai Ruski. Who is yours? Lotz is uh, L-O-D-Z. And it's 1914. Oh. There, there was something happening around this time. Something... Yeah, damn it. That Great. Just... Yeah, we got the war. I mean, it's war, war right? <laughs> I'm helping. Okay. Right. Sure. <laughs> in, in your little way, you are. That's yeah. right. That's good. And I was just listening to something about World War One. And what's spell the name of the general? R U Z S K Y Ruski. And the battle's name is Lotz. Lotz. Yep. Sounds like is that in Poland or something? Yeah, the, I think Lotz is Poland. Found a friend. We're C Rack. Yeah, we're C Rack, right. Uh, I, actually, I don't I, know. I ran into a detective out here I'm friends with, speaks fluent Polish. Nice. So moved weird. moved wow. here from Southern California when he was Jeez. like in his twenties. Really? Yeah. And and I am as incidentally partially Polish. My mom is her nice. family's from Poland. But I wouldn't have any clue, so Bismarck, I don't know. Yeah, well, well, yeah. So Bismarck's dead in World War One, so let's not pick him because that's okay. probably not the guy. <laughs> um, just saying. I mean, we're gonna pick. He's he's passed on. I mean, like if it's Russian, then you got to think that who's fighting over on that side? It's probably an Austrian commander. Um, if they're fighting in Poland, uh, do you know any of the Austro-Hungarian generals from that? Benedict is Benedict one. I think that's from the. A war of eighteen sixty six. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't know. We we should say Hindenburg. Very close, Ludendorff. Oh, it's it's chief of staff. Ludendorff. Eric Ludendorff. No, that was his Ludendorff. chief of staff. I think that should count. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Braxton makes the rules. I just give the hints. All right. Okay. Good shit. It's time for which fucking battle was it for each. Pete, I'm going to be picking you to help me with this quiz. So yep. just so you know, I picked you. For okay. each listed battlefield, <laughs> geographic location, or famed battlefield action, name the battle it is associated with. All right. The, there's there's going to be some tight, some copying and pasting for these. Sokolintz Castle. Which fucking battle was it? Sokolintz Castle. Can you spell it? Just the... Of Sokolintz, or 
<clears throat> Sublin's Castle. And we have to pick the. the I, I pronounced that right. Right. Yeah. And yep, sounds good to me. You got Castle right on. Oh, <laughs> nailed it. That's so that's the Idaho coming through. And uh, so I'm sorry. So it's we pick the battle that that yep. was a particular piece of that that. Yep, exactly. I, I know. Uh, I don't. I I can't tell you. I think after the quiz, Pete's going to run out and buy some edibles. <laughs> <Hell yeah>. Right. <laughs> yeah. Who fucking knows? Are you guys good? I'm. I'm good. Oh yeah. No. No idea. The Battle of Austerlitz. Oh yeah. Didn't know. Nope. Okay. Nope. Not a clue. How about this one? Otterclaw with two A's. Otterclaw. Wow. I mean, this is just, this is just Braxton showing off. I have no idea, but I go get, get a paper towel because I just had a beer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. I'll be back in a sec. All right. All right. So Adderclaw, uh, can you at least give me a geographic region? That's all I got. Wow. All right. Sometimes they'll give me hints as like a subtitle in, in the in the thing, and there's no hints here. Yeah, let's see. Um, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a very good uh, war historian. No worries. Yeah, uh, we'll just go. I don't. I don't. Dave might know this one. I, he didn't initially indicate, so he probably doesn't. All right, we'll I'm just, back. Do you, I have no, do you know Adderclaw? Yeah. Okay, it's the Battle of Wagram. Of Wagram, I guess probably. Wagram. I don't even know when that battle was. What what, what battle is that? Napoleonic. Yeah, 19, okay. 19, 18 something. 18, 18, yeah. 4? 1809? Sure. I think maybe 1809. Um, yeah, I don't know if this is a battlefield or a geographic location, but how about Von Brito's Death Ride? Oh, I know this one. Ooh. Now, no, actually, I was thinking I was thinking of something else because I was, in my head, I spelled it very differently. It's uh, B- Battle of Mars Latour, uh, Franco-Prussian War. That is correct. All right. Awesome. Good job, Dave. Do you have a year for that, Dave? Uh, yeah, 1870. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jeez. No, I think I think it's just not even up, fair. Well, they pretty much wrapped up the first part of the, most of the war in 1870. It might, I think, might have lingered on for another year or so. But um, how about the defense of the hospital? Oh, uh, I believe that's a Vietnam thing, right? Uh, there, there might be a movie about this. What's uh, the? Uh, is there any year? Nope. I might guess Rourke's Drift. Okay, Pete, if you have a better guess, by by all means, pick it. I thought there was a I thought there was a battle of a hospital in Vietnam of some sort, but I, I, I yeah, but I, I think you have to pick the. I think the I problem is there's a battle, right? But it's you got to pick the actual battle, right? Or is it? Can we pick yeah. a war? No, you got to have that no. battle. I mean, the only thing I can think of is the Battle of Long Tan, which is not it. So. Whatever you think. You could uh, always guess linebacker. We usually go with linebacker. <laughs> that's, <laughs> the, that's the default <laughs> Vietnam. 
That's a default, right? All right. Uh, so what was your, your thought, Dave? Rourke's Drift. All right, I'll, I'll go with Rourke's Drift. It is Rourke's Drift. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> there was a hospital captured in Vietnam during the, the Yadrang Valley campaign. but That wasn't it. Okay. But, and, but it was at least I, there was a hospital you were involved correct. in Vietnam. There was. Yep. Right? Yep. Right. yep. Also, my movie recommendation, Sulu, Michael Caine. What's the other one? What's the black bottle? Oh, that's a uh, that's a uh, charge of the charge of the brigade. Nice, yeah. <laughs> and how about uh, Iashima? Which fucking battle was Iashima? Uh, coral, uh, Coral Sea. Yeah, I don't know. Can I see the name of it? You cut that out. Yeah, this is a. There's a game. There's a game. Uh, it's. A, I think it's a revolution game. Uh, or no, uh, not revolution. Um, uh, who's the the people who do uh, Dieben Die View? Uh, Legion? Legion, Legion, Legion. So I think there's a Legion game, and isn't it the? I, for some reason, I want to say it's the Coral Sea. Yeah, go with it. Let me go with that. It is the Battle of Okinawa. Oh, which is I think part of that Coral Sea campaign. No, close. Yeah, maybe. Hey, it was close enough. That's right. Feel good about it. You got the it's, right. Got the right theater. It was a, a moral victory. There were seas involved, definitely. Coral. That's right. Also. Yeah, it just doesn't get easier. Which fucking battle am I? Name the battle that fits each description of events and geography. All right, buckle up, boys and girls. Ooh, yes. This sounds. Ominous. Really. I gotta take a breath. A Roman army observed a Carthaginian force camped on hills near this body of water. Gaius Felimini Fuck Braxton, come on. Oh, Gaius I know I, I know it. I, okay. I know it because I think this is a battle that's in one of my uh games. See, here's, uh, here's I, we I, learn I, history from wargaming. I think it's Lake Tris Tris Fuck yeah. Yes it you're is. Right. You are nice. Right. God you're bless. Right. I knew, that, I knew that going through that uh, playbook was going to wow. help. Wow. It's kind of like a streak of how many different fucked up ways can the yeah. get destroyed by the Carthaginians. <laughs> right. All right. For the listener, I'm going to finish. Gaius Flaminius led his consular army along a road to make contact with the Carthaginian force. After the entire Roman army was deployed on the road leading to the Carthaginian camp, Carthaginians, who were hiding in a nearby tree line, ambushed the Romans in column formation, driving the Romans into the body of water and resulting in a catastrophic loss for Rome. Yeah. The Battle of Lake... Tresamine? Tresamine? Tresamine, yeah. It's a dead language. Nice. Who yep. Who dead cares? Language. Nice job, Pete. But let me, let me also add, because again, I feel good about this because it was oh, one he's on a roll. Don't stop him. He's on a roll. Right. It was also that the opposing commander was Hannibal. There you go. Nice. That's right. And then the Romans were like, oh, well, time to make, it, make another army. Promote somebody. All right. You're on a roll. The Crusader army was marching in column towards this coastal city. The vanguard of the army was led by the Knights Templar. The center was composed of English, Norman, and Flemings. Forming the rear guard were the nice Knights Hospitaller. 
The Ayubid army attacked the Crusader column with javelins and arrows, attempting to destroy their cohesion. Despite some Hospitaller knights breaking formation to to charge the attackers, the Crusaders were able to make it to this city after scattering the Ayubids. What battle was fought on the road to this city? Damascus. No, I don't oh. think so. All I right. don't think so. I want to say it's, it, it might be, maybe it is, but I, no, isn't I, this I, the one good one that they had where like, it starts with like an H or it's like Huffa, Hussar, Her. Arsuf or like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You guess Damascus, that might be. But I want to say they're trying to get into like Acre or something like that, or oh, but yeah, Hars, like Harsuf or I, I can't remember. I can kind of picture it because I had there's that uh, that company that does those those courses, those video courses, and I think I got one once that had you know like the twenty decisive battles through history, right? And I'm pretty sure this was in it. I want to but guess it's like called Arsuf, but like I don't want to be wrong and then have it be Damascus. <laughs> no, like no, no. Go, go. I, I just when he said road for some reason it just said or Damascus. Or it is. It is Arsuf. Oh, shit. oh, nice. I'll go give it to you without without a final answer. Good, good, good job. Do, do you like how I like do the phonetic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. H A. Eventually, I get to it. All right. It's like the only good one they fought, I guess, them, I think, pretty much. I took place at the base of a hill where a British army composed of 1,300 troops had encamped 11 days after invading a native sovereign nation. The British column was surprised by nearly 20,000 natives who overwhelmed the camp, killing almost every British soldier what battle am i do you know this one pete push duck push oh, your button pete. yeah sorry uh no i uh but but for some reason i was thinking you know again the uh the whole um zulu thing it is it's a sound of one oh i think it is yeah 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 so i need i i couldn't tell you the battle. I would just say Rourke's Drift. That's all I know from the Zulu oh, campaign. Rourke's Drift was <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> right. <laughs> that <Rourke's>, could... <laughs> they say Rourke's Drift got attacked by guys who missed out on the battle. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I know. And there's a movie about that one, too. Zulu Dawn. It's mm. about Isanda yep. Wana. Really okay. good. Also okay. really good. Not as, uh, not as Hollywood as Rourke's Drift is. It's more grim. Okay. I took place in Belgium, starting in July and finally ending in November. The battle plan was for the British Army to break through the German line to secure the Belgian coast while connecting the Dutch frontier by capturing a ridge that bears this battle's name. Despite the failure of the overall objective and great loss of life, I am known for one detail— the mud. What battle am I? That's a great question. Well written, Braxton. 
Yeah. But. Hmm. But what is it? Yeah, I don't know. You, is it, Pete, I think it might be the Battle of the Somme. Oh, all right. That sounds good. I was thinking that that I was thinking like World War Two, but no, I no, couldn't think of anything. World War so, all right, yeah, let's go with Battle of Somme. It is the Battle of Pashendel. Oh shit! I didn't. <laughs> oh, that's right, because the Pashendel Heights. I don't. I think there was a question before. I recognized that from before. <laughs> Uh, I Has am a, he ever recycled questions? Um, sure. Yeah, I'm sure, uh, yeah. I think a, a couple answers, probably different questions. Yeah, there's no new yeah. history made. It's just all the same old history over and over again. <laughs> and how I'm a small island, only five square miles in total size, mostly comprised of coral, which is located southeast of the Philippines. The U.S. Marine General in charge, Major General William Rupertus, predicted the island would be secured in four days. In reality, the campaign took two and a half months, resulting in almost 8,000 casualties for the Marines. Which battle am I? Could it be Peleliu? It is Peleliu. Nice. I wouldn't mean that. Good job, Pete. Whew. That's all you. Nice. Nice. <laughs> that was that was luck. That's history, baby. Yeah, I would have guessed like Iwo Jima. I wouldn't have known. <laughs> no, that's too far north. Dave. What time is it? Oh, is it time for bonus? We're 52 minutes in the podcast. What time is it? So, so Pete, there's this thing called bonus, and these are yeah. like basically, you know, they're questions that are bonus. They they do count as bonus questions, but if you uh, get them wrong, they'll count against you. And if you don't take them, they'll also count against you. We've never had that happen. We've never had that happen. Never. So actually, theoretically, we don't know. If <laughs> well, well, I don't know what I would have. Until it actually happens. Who knows? Gotcha. But, well, but the idea is that these are bonus. So... There are an extra number of questions that you wouldn't have normally gotten. Let's go with the bonus. Okay. Let's do it. What battle did that boat get sunk? Nice. All right. So name the battle that each listed ship was sunk or captured in. This is good shit, Braxton. This is four days. This is four days. uh, this This is, yeah, this is good. The Neptune. Because I, I, I tend to like the ones with like the paragraph of text and then you give the thing. Like this is just like, bam, boil it down. The Neptune. Name the battle that the Neptune was sunk or captured in. No year. The Neptune, baby. That's it. That's all we The get. Neptune. Okay. I have no idea. Uh, I have no idea. 20,000 leagues under the sea. <laughs> I was going to say the battle of the 20,000 leagues. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Nothing? Guess Trafalgar. Guess Trafalgar for everything. That's a, <laughs> no. It's yeah. a, a safe guess, and it is correct. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding oh, me? Oh, nice. <laughs> That's, That's right. a shot in the dark. That's right. Awesome. How about the Northumberland? Oh, God. It's not Trafalgar. Yeah. Linebacker. Northumberland. <laughs> Let's see. The Northumberland. Well, that's kind of like an older type title, the Northumberland, like as far as. I'm wondering, like, what's another big 
Is it the British one? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this says the glorious first of June, which I don't know what that means. Is that even a battle? That's it a doesn't game. have battle in the name. Everything oh, else does. Isn't, isn't that the? Isn't that uh, in the Great Lakes? Wasn't that the battle in the Great Lakes? Oh, maybe. Oh, that makes oh, sense. Yeah, that, yeah. Might, that might be right. Um, how about the Borodino? Oh, so that's Russia, dude. Do Tsushima. That's the only Russian battle I know. Borodino? It's not Tsushima. The battle of Tsushima. Okay. It is Tsushima. Oh, shit. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, the Invincible. Trafalgar. No. Let me throw this. That might <laughs> oh, okay. be... Uh, that I'm might kidding. be... Uh, uh, what's the one in World War One? Off with the Germans and the, the Brits fought? Where they, they were trying to break out of uh, Kiel Harbor. What's that whole thing? The whole World War One British versus German fleet battle of the uh, Pete. Come on, help me, man. Yeah, I don't know. Ah, oh, Jesus. I have I have no clue. They're sailing out around Denmark. You know, coming out trying to. I don't know. I can't remember the name. What is it? Sounds like a bunch of good guesses, though. Battle of the Islands? The, 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 the something of the streets? The... Oh. I, have to, I have to pee, Dave. Okay, good. Let me just work through it while you can do that. Okay. okay. Go, go pee. That go works. Pee I'll, go I'll, pee yeah. I'll, I'll take care Let, of that. Let's all take a break. All right. So I can go look it up in my one of my books. I'll be back. <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right did you guys figure out the invincible uh battle of jutland that's what i would guess i finally remembered the battle but i don't know if that's right that's a good guess that is a great guess and it's correct oh shit i was think, trying to think i knew there was like the you know there was this whole battle between the cruisers at the, that's a big one right and the musashi where did the musashi sink Musashi? Midway. That's a good guess, but... I mean, that's about the only... Is Musashi the big one? Is that like the Yam- Yamato? Is that the uh, the partnership of the Yamato? Might be. Because that would be early for Midway. Is it too early for that? The Musashi... I don't know. I mean, it could have... You might be right, but it... I don't know. I mean, I'm just—it's the only thing I can guess. Yeah. So I, it's as good as that. I, I would say maybe the battles around the Philippines, but um, Midway is probably as good as anything I know for sure. So, but we'll, go with we'll, your guess. We'll go with Midway. That is a very good guess. It is the Battle of Late uh, Late Gulf. Yeah, that's it. That's the Battle. Of the tin, You're that's right. The Battle the of the Tin Can Sailors. Yeah. Yep. They were when they they tried to turn around like fight and catch the the landing at the Philippines. That's eleven out of twenty. That's pretty solid. Strong. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good Thank show. You, Dave. All right. Oh, my pleasure. The hey. naval ones actually weren't too bad. That was pretty. I like that naval. Mm-hmm. 
I was waiting for the Prince of Wales. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was kind of hoping for a uh, Mexican-American uh, war. Yeah. Nice. I like those questions. All right. Well, yeah, Jason, very good. Do you, so we did have a little section where we talk about books. Do you guys have any books you want to recommend that you've been reading or anything in particular the last couple? I've been reading um, a book series by Richard S. Wheeler, um, his Civil War series. So he's a bunch of um, books that are like um, in uh, Witness or um, they have something like that. And, and so he he wrote, I think there's eight or ten books in this series. And he basically takes like letters and journal entries from people in the time period and then weaves a narrative from them together to tell these civil war stories. And they're just enough blend of history and narrative. And I've been, I've been loving them. Um, so it's like the individual, like soldiers experiences or. Yeah. So it's either soldiers or like, um, so, um, uh, or like, you know, early on in the war, you know, people just come spectate or people are going off to war and, you know, it's a big deal. So people are like writing these journal entries or diary entries. And so he takes those and kind of weaves them into the greater narrative of the story. Oh, that's cool. It's really, really good. Um, and he, uh, so this guy fought at Iwo Jima and wrote a couple of books about Iwo Jima, but has this, this series of, uh, of civil war books. He wrote a, a book about like Sherman's March. Um, uh, he wrote, uh, uh, Stonewall's, uh, what, what, um, Stonewall's sword, I think is, um, the, but so I have four of them. I'm in the middle of one. Um, and I'm just, I'm just devouring them. They're, they're, they're great books. They're, they're, good. You know, yeah. it's not that like dry, you know, dry nonfiction where it's just like this facts brigade, and dates. This brigade moves right, up the right. Ridge and, yeah. yeah. So, so it has like enough of the people telling the story that it really kind of pulls you into there. And, and, and it's from both sides. So he's using, you know, uh, letters and, and journal entries from both sides. So you kind of get the feel of, you know, the women at home for the North and the South kind of telling the story of what's going on and, and their men leaving. And it's, it's thing about the war is that it's one, it's the first, one of the first wars where on both sides, there was quite a bit of literacy, right? So they could, right. Yeah. Individual soldiers were able to write about things and send letters home where like, you know, previous to that, it wasn't, it just wasn't as common, I think, you know? And they're, I I don't know. It's, It's, yeah, so it's like witness to Appomattox. Um, I'm, what I'm reading now is um, sort of Richmond. Um, I had read before um, uh, Rising Thunder. So it's like from Lincoln gets elected, and then here's you know Fort Sumter all the way through to Bull Run. Yeah, um, yeah, so good. So is good. it all short stories, or is it basically like a a narrative he tells all the way through historically that just intersperses. Yeah. So they're like 300 page books with, with these kind of first person accounts of what's going on. And then he'll kind of fill in where it needs to okay. with just, you know, like, so it, it, 
it, it feels like um, uh, David McCullough, where he kind of has some um, almost some dialogue in there. It it it, it feels very narrative, um, but it's all just kind of facts and then first person accounts of, of what happened. Uh, great, great series so far. So that yeah, I'm gonna good. gonna read them all. Yeah, it's it's I don't know I I. Like I'll, I'll be laying in bed reading it, and I just tell Aaron, like, "Fuck this! <laughs> these books are so good." Uh, it's it, it gives you that kind of slice of life and the and the personal perspective that I really look for, and then all the you know all the 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 kind of stuff in 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 order. So yeah, they're well, great. They're it's, great. It's nice to have books like my dad will usually come by and drop off like twenty five. military history books that he read that he wants me to look at and i'll just go through and be like nope yes nope like some of them you just look at them you're like yeah that's that's not for me yeah i ain't reading this book like it's like too dry i could always yeah like no maps but like thousands of descriptions of different things moving in different directions yeah yeah i have to to buy a map to read this okay so then that's the other thing i don't know (laughs) if if he's illustrating them but they're heavily illustrated but it's like he's doing or somebody's doing like crosshatched pen and ink drawings from like paintings and photographs. Okay. So there's like a whole page of, of Confederate in, um, in a rising thunder. There's a whole page of Confederate portraits that are, that are done in these crosshatch like pen and ink drawings that are just fantastic. And I just read um, Confederates in the Attic. And on the cover of that, there's oh, a guy. A, that's a good book. It's so good. But there's a guy on the cover, you know, holding this big ass knife who's a Confederate reenactor. Right. I'm like, why the fuck is he holding this big ass knife? Well, then I'm reading a, a Rising Thunder, and here's all these photographs of Confederates holding pistols and big ass knives. Oh, no, yeah. Like, the oh, yeah. All like, had like, yeah, that was like, all had like two apparently. pistols across the chest. <laughs> yeah. or... So apparently that was, that was like a, a thing. Yeah. And and so it kind of pulls that in. He pulls in, you know, there's like um, illustrations of, of the people who he's talking about. So Lee and, and uh, Thomas Jackson and, and, you know, Fort Sumter and all, you know, all this stuff, but it's in this just glorious kind of gorgeous art style. So yeah, great, great books. Um, that's, good. that's been my, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm on a big uh, Civil War kick. So no, we're working. We're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's been hitting the spot for me. Yeah, that was kind of like the initially. I think the Union cavalry was like, "Yeah, we're gonna have sabers," and Confederates are like, "We each have like five pistols." <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> like, we just keep shooting pistols. We're strapped, baby. What about you, Pete? What are you reading? Anything interesting? Uh, I just was reading or uh, finishing up the. Uh, a volume of Conan short stories from Hell Howard. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so that's been pretty cool. Those, and, those hey, stories are so good. The oh, Conan yeah. stories in the Fawford of the Great Mouser are like the pinnacle of, of that. I like the literature I for like me. Elric too. Elric's good. Like that's a little Kark bit later, right? Yeah. But Morkark's a little bit different in style, but yeah, those, yeah. some of those Conan books, like the one with the upside down city, um, man, it's so good. Also, Conan's yeah, no, such an ass great. kicker that he's like incredible. Right. Oh yeah, it's awesome. There's never any doubt that Conan's going to come out on top every single time. <laughs> You're like, you can chain him. You're going to be fucked. But you know that lady that you thought was your girlfriend is going to come right, out right. and release yep. him. I mean, he's going to kill all of you. <laughs> but he's yeah, uh, he, cool. he's like more of a rogue in the books than he is 
like in the movie, right? He's Where he's thief. just this. He's right. technically a thief. Yeah. He's just huge. Yeah. But in the, you know, in well, the movies, he's like this big barbarian guy. Yeah, but and, that's the thing about his stories, about all those stories, yeah. that in some stories he's a thief, and in, in other stories he's basically a general, in other stories he's a or king, he's a king. in other yeah. stories yeah. you know, he's a pirate, a corsair. That's right. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. So it, it runs the gamut, and, and that's what's cool about him. I love the ones where it's like he's telling a story and he's already king, and it's about like – and it's like you're like, how did he get to be king? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but they don't. They don't always they tell. Don't you. Sell, yeah, yeah. Well, he Howard wrote wrote them kind of out of sequence, you know. So it was like this: you know, flash forward, flash backward, right. and you know that kind of thing. That's what makes them also pretty interesting, right? Because they were all like kind of serialized stories, right? They would sell right them. exactly uh, in that. Uh, I forget the name of the magazine, but there was a magazine. Uh, yeah, the amazing. Conan stuff is great. I've got it all. I've got that. The other one I like is more like I have a weird uh, attraction to a series called uh, the Horse Clans series that I read when I was a kid. And it's again, it's a nostalgia, but I go back sometimes and try to read them. And I don't know how great they are, but it was it's like an apocalyptic thing where it's now medieval, but they're all back in the continental U.S. So, yeah, that sounds familiar. I may have read those years ago as well. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the name of any of the titles? It's like Horse Clans Odyssey, Horse Clans. They, they actually did a GURPS solo adventure for GURPS. Uh, oh, interesting. The Horse Clans. So, but yeah, yeah there's I, a bunch I, of. I love Conan. I think he's the best. It's so good. The right. literature is incredible. And then from a, a sort of a war perspective, I the the guild had a, a book reading of um, Fallen Aces by Peter Hart, uh, which I liked. Um, but I'd, I'd read his other World War I uh, flying uh, book, um, and so I, I knew what to expect because this, the uh, Fallen Aces was about the end of World War I and how the air war changed. So I think a lot of the people were expecting, you know, this, uh, you know, like real emphasis on, you know, uh, kills and aces and all that, but, you know, talked more about how the, uh, how the air war changed you know, towards the end of the war and they did more bombing and that kind of stuff. So, but I, but I thought it was pretty good. Does it talk at all like about formations and stuff and how they used formations or anything or? Um, no, not quite to that detail. And, and this book also used a lot of uh, firsthand accounts, you know, so there was, um, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, quotes and stuff from other, uh, from some of the, uh, some of the pilots and their, um, you know, from letters or memoirs or that kind of thing. Now it was, it's fallen aces. Does that mean some they're deceased? Yeah. Well, so part of it was that you know in the in the beginning and towards the middle of World War One, as you know that you know the the air you know air su su supremacy you know was a big deal, right? With all the aces uh, and and uh, and all these and all the countries trying to you know uh, publicize you know their aces for for the war effort and all that and and. Um, Towards the end, it became less about individually shooting things down as it was, you know, bombing, you know, uh, targets in the infrastructure, right? So, you know, and going on patrols and, and not that kind of a thing. So, so the kind of, it was a little bit of a, you know, part of that, that title was, yes, a lot of them ended up dying. <laughs> so fallen aces, but also the, the, the aces kind of fell in, out of favor. Not, right. not so much in the public side, but you know, in, in as far as what the what the war needed them to do. Yeah, what are you, you actually know? accomplishing? Like, with your right, exactly. I would assume reconnaissance was a big part of it. 
Like, yeah, no, absolutely. Because you could, you want to detect where the next offensive is coming. So you want to build up, you want to get planes flying over you. Hey, we spot the build up and right. all that stuff. Right. So yeah, reconnaissance. So, so kind of like cavalry. They basically became the cavalry of, of yeah, the, the, you know, earlier ages, you know, they, they would come out and scout out. Yep. I think that, you know, I think that's exactly right. So it was a good book. I, I, I mean, I, and I enjoyed it, but I like Peter Hart and, and I liked his um, first uh, Bloody April book. So, Well, my book is a book that I bought for my dad and then he brought back to me, to, gave to me to read. <laughs> so, he, so, so he loved it. No, he, he, read, he reads them all. He's, my dad's a voracious reader. He just doesn't keep them. He doesn't keep them. And so yeah. he's basically like, here you go. You can do whatever you want with him. I'll throw them away or whatever. Like, um, but I got them two books from the Latin America War series from uh, – I'm trying to think who prints these. Oh, Helion and Company. And this is on Trinidad 1990. Um, and so basically it's a series of books where they – basically it's all – uh, mostly obscure Latin American wars. So I got them one. Oh, on interesting. The, I got them one on the Paulist War, which I think was fought in Brazil. Uh, it was like a was kind of a civil war. And then I got him Trinidad, nineteen ninety. And um, wow. what I what I didn't was, know is was your dad in the military? No, no. But he just well, he, he likes military well, history. He, he was in the Naval Reserve <laughs> in nineteen sixty eight. Okay. Uh, so he did ROTC for a year or two nice. so he get out of Vietnam, basically. <laughs> so, God bless. Yeah. Not really. Let's be honest. Okay. Um, but what I didn't know is I didn't know that in 1990, you know, Trinidad and Tobago was uh, – Tobago. Fucked up. Was uh, about a million people lived on the islands. And they had an Islamist uh, revolution, a coup, where they basically – seized control kit and they held the uh prime minister and the parliament hostage they took over the television station and the uh, radio station um and basically held out for like like four to five days uh and they, their idea was they were trying to overthrow the democratically elected government and set up basically more of an islamist uh oriented government and uh I didn't know that had happened in Trinidad. You think of Trinidad, you think like, oh, you can do like a Caribbean vacation go down there. And, <laughs> hey, man! Um, but it's a, yeah, it's actually no, yeah. it's it's actually really well done. It's written by uh, and and man of uh, East Asian descent who's a Trinidadian. I think that's the word. And uh, so he really has a great perspective in it. And basically, there's it's a huge study of how it happened, how the police were unprepared why the military was unprepared, uh, who reacted well, how the, the things that the, uh, the coup attempt did well, what they did wrong, you know, like, and it really opens a lot of eyes about like what actually was going on and why this could happen. And uh, I thought it was real, well, really great. I mean, it's not really a war book because you, but I mean like 24 people I think were killed in the coup attempt. And I think they ended up giving amnesty to every single one of the oh wow the, the, the guys. Wow. And even to this day, I did some googling. These guys who did it are still a pain in the ass <laughs> oh, no. for, the, for Trinidad. <laughs> and in fact, Trinidad sent like twenty guys over to Syria to fight for ISIS. What the fuck? And this is not a this is not a majority Islamist population. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're a real minority. And in fact, Trinidad is like maybe. Forty-eight uh, percent Indian, uh, like East Asian Indian, and like forty-four percent black, and maybe like one percent or two percent white. Um, 
and it's like the the, the Islamist population is maybe like five percent. Wow! Wow! But even to this day, they're a huge problem. The same guys they gave amnesty to are still like an organized crime, and it's just it's interesting to follow up on it. In fact, the military guys were like, "Why are we negotiating with them?" Like they right. have basically yeah. one regiment. They're like, yeah, let's, fuck just these fucking, guys. let's just fucking <laughs> kill all these guys. Like, why are we even doing this? But I mean, they had the prime minister hostage. You know, they they shot people in parliament. They shot parliament members. Wow. So it's it's a it's a great book. I think the guy does Sanjay Badri Maharaj. He does a great job with it. And it's like, I don't think it's that expensive. I think it was like, it's a kind of a soft cover book, but he's got lots of photos of the different locations. He's got maps. Um, really gets into why the why they weren't prepared, uh, where the, where the lapses were, because Trinidad basically was never expecting anything like this. They never thought something like this could happen. So it's a great book, but also oh, just cool. the, it sounds the, very interesting. The Latin America at War series. When you go on the Helion website, you'll look at it and be like, "Holy shit! I didn't know like fifteen out of these no, battles yeah. ever." So it's yeah. kind of cool to buy these small. They're, they're very skinny little soft covers, and but they can. This one, if if they're all like this one, they're they're great. So I definitely recommend Trinidad nineteen ninety. Nice. Oh, It'll definitely good. make you not want to go to Trinidad on vacation. <laughs> yeah. So I don't and, think the I don't think their knew, chamber like, of commerce appreciates it. <laughs> There's two islands that are one nation. Just that's know, right, and, and called Trinidad and Tobago, but it's really just uh, Trinidad. And there's there's people that live in Tobago, I guess, but Trinidad was the only. They never actually left the capital. All one the of fighting my, happened in the capital. One of my favorite Euro games is called Tobago. Tobago. Well, the crazy thing too is so all the fighting. So basically, they they quickly isolated the guys. So the real problem wasn't even the uh, the murderers who took over the capital, the building. Then there was all this looting. The police basically were like, "We're done. We're not. We're not going to fight terrorists <laughs> and stuff." So yeah. then the looters did like two hundred and forty million dollars in damage to wow. the capital. So and this is, these are citizens who live there. So it was like it's wild. Yeah. So it's it, but it goes into all that shit. Who's so that was ninety, right? You said nineteen ninety. Yeah. So that was we were probably uh, otherwise occupied at the time. Yeah, right before the Gulf War. <laughs> well, Libya, Libya was the country that trained a lot of these guys. Libya trained. Wow. That is wacky. And they all the arms they smuggled in. One guy bought almost all the weapons they used in Florida. It checks out. Yeah. Bought them all, and then they shipped them into what Trinidad. I'm trying at, to at think. Gun for... stores. You bought them at like gun stores. Just like off the shelf. This is like a back no, backwater just, CIA the, deal. The ATF came down and they 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 tracked all the purchases back to one guy. Wow, Jesus! We're talking like 120 rifles and all this stuff. But yeah, it's a cool book. It's really fun to read. I That's cool. It. Yeah, that's fun. Jesus, I can't. The only thing I think of Trinidad Tobago is I think I used to have a uh, like a FIFA World Cup. Soccer <laughs> video game. I think they were one of the bottom feeder teams. Oh well, dude. One of the funniest things is one of the reasons the Islamists fucked up was because they thought uh, we're going to hit the the port of Spain during the finals of the the big football match because everyone will be at the football match and the police will all be there doing security. What they didn't realize, and the football stadium, I guess, is like a little bit away, but it's in the capital. They didn't realize that most of the guys from the uh, the big infantry regiment that Trinidad has 
enjoy football a lot. So 400 of them were watching the game. <laughs> oh, so when the alert came out and they saw the explosion, They're all, all of them in mass were sent to the camp. Otherwise it would have taken them days to get everyone together. Oh, that's great. That's funny. Their commander and they've, was and they've had the a few, so they're brave. And, well, yeah. The commander was at the game. Up. So he's like, everybody go over to the camp, get guns, get rifles and ammo. That's hilarious. That's awesome. So yeah, that's everybody. cool. But the series is something to look at because it's a period of history that uh, you might not know a lot about, but it's like a really breezy kind of six, they're 60 page books. You can just get through it real quick. And even if you want to keep them, they fit into a, a bookcase pretty easily. So, yeah, that's it. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. So do we want to do a review from Pete or do we want to do a recap of Swolcon? Let's do a review and then a recap and then okay. we can, we can continue. Cause I know, I already know that Pete's doing a game that I enjoy a lot. Yep. So I'll be eager to listen to this. Now, Pete, are you going to go into the saying that you're pretty expert in how this game operates? Because this game has a pretty steep learning curve. No pressure. Got a pressure button. But you, but you should push. Yeah. Push it real good. The edibles are kicking in. The edibles are kicking in. I can't tell if there's... I'm going to need some beer at this point. Did he go to the bathroom? He's still there. We might have to just recap uh, Swolcon. <laughs> we, we can do that. Maybe he's handling a family emergency. Okay, so let's do Swolcon. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jesus. You know what? I have was you... here talking for like a minute. Did you not realize? Hear us saying? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did. But We're not. I, we don't just talk over you. I know. I, I'm sorry. I was. I keep forgetting about the uh, push to talk. Well, we don't accept your apology, <laughs> Pete. Um, so let's get back to it. So, do you consider yourself pretty proficient in the rules? Um, I am not. I, I stumble through the rules, and I've played it enough times that it frustrates the heck out of me. Uh, but I love it. So that's kind of what my whole point of the 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 game is. But no, and, I think and, I know the, the rules. The thing is, is okay, let's, let me... Let me and and let before me, we get any further, the game is... Game is Fields of Fire by GMT. Oh, here we go. Which I think is an underrated game that GMT has produced. Like, yeah, it's, I, it, it's an excellent game. Yeah, so that's... This is, this is my thing. So I've gone from fanboy to being frustrated to being kind of a fanboy again. Um, all within just a span of a few years. So let's sort of dive into it. The reason why I like uh, I was drawn to Fields of Fire because it just was you know as a solo player and I I don't know if we've talked about this already but we have you know, it doesn't, primarily, doesn't does not require friends right doesn't require friends which I have few or, or none <laughs> right we're here um, for you and so it's a solo game and 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 what's great about it is it's a solo game made to be a solo game right so again it's not none of this playing That's against right. yourself you know both sides. You know, it's a fully automated system. It's been around for, uh, you know, some time now. Um, and it has a reputation for basically being a killer um, because it can be, uh, you know, pretty tough. So starting off, that's it's a solo game about, com you know, companies, platoons, and then, you know, going out uh, and, and doing these uh, a variety of missions. And for, for newer uh, war gamers, there's actually two volumes. 
Yes, I was going to get to that. So oh, there's sorry. the there's there's the first game, which is the one I'm really talking about. There's Volume Two, and the other reason, the other thought reason why I thought about it is because they're coming up with an expansion uh, that's going to be uh, the Battle of the Bulge related. And and what got me excited was the um, the developer Jason Carr. Yeah, I guess he's going to be the he's going to be the developer, um, and he's also heading up some this solo the solo arm of GMT where they're trying to you know, really bring solitaire systems to a lot of their games. Um, and I saw a video, uh, an interview with him just from a few months ago, talking about how uh, they are going to come out with this this expansion, which supposedly is really going to push the game a little bit more forward. But he's hoping that they're going to redo the whole rule book, come up with a playbook, and really kind of structure how it how you learn. And the reason why that's important, let's just dive right in. The thing about this game is that it has some of the best story and narrative that you can get in a game. Yep. Um, that's where it really shines. Where it doesn't shine so much is in its rulebook. Actually um, playing the game. And, and, and right, and, and trying to play the game. Um, no, but it's, it's it's one of those games where you're like doing stuff, and then you'll be like, "Oh, you mother!" Like how the, f- the game, oh yeah, the, the game both. will like catch yeah. your shit and fuck you up when, yeah. when you think things are going well. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing like a uh, turn nine or turn ten counterattack. You know, right. when you've uh, you've you've gotten all your objectives, um, and then they rain hellfire down on you. Um, but but even before you get to that point. Uh, I think what Jason was referring was that, you know, there are times where you go through it. There's a lot of the, the rules aren't ra- laid out very well in this rule book. And it's like a 64 page rule book plus then a, a, a basically a briefing scenario book. Right. Okay. Complete with typos. Correct. And, <laughs> and a lot of a, a lot of little a lot of errata here and there. And the system is really. It needs a finer tuning because there's a lot of edge cases that come up and if you look at bgg on their rules forums there's thousands of rules questions you know dating back for i don't know almost 10 years um and part of the reason gigantic faq there's like a huge unofficial huge unofficial faq and and i think one of the things that has kind of um frustrated people is that well you know they they had a first edition then they made the second edition uh then they came out with a volume two and the rule book never really changed that's right um and uh you know some errata was included in that volume two rule book uh but new errata <laughs> seemed to spring up in areas that it really shouldn't have. so it was a little bit frustrating you know from that perspective but if you can just kind of get past that and you know just play the game try not to uh think too much about is it perfect am i getting every little nuance perfect or right it's really a great game it's also a brain burning game because there's a lot kind of going on so you've got to have to really you've got to think about a lot of things um and you have to to you know there's a lot of different parameters as far as when you're doing combats and this modifier and that modifier and this this PDF uh, uh, primary direction of fire kind of thing, so it can be uh, you know again you know, there's a lot to it. But but once you kind of get rolling, you know it's great. Now it, for it, some, it, it definitely is one of those where you just need to lay it out and start trying it. Right, like you can't 
read the rule book and be like, oh yeah, I got it. Read it from front to back and be like, now I think I can play. Like you definitely want to like put it down, lay the cards out, yeah. lay a table out, play some, then go back and read, see what you did wrong, come back, look at it again. Yeah, and and that's the thing is you can't just play it and fuck up while you're playing it. You have to fuck up and fuck up and fuck up and then come back and say, oh, I did all of that wrong. And and I think that's really my my biggest frustration with the game is I, I love everything it's trying to do. I love the way you know the map works with the cards. I love the way the orders work. And I do like how chunky it is or crunchy it is with all of the, like, while you're playing it, you feel like a platoon commander or a company commander. And you're, you're trying to get your guys to do the right thing tactically to move forward in this. But it's not a game where you can mess up one rule and get through it. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Like that, that wasn't that big of a deal. Because that one rule is then really, you know, 15 edge cases <laughs> throughout the rest of the, the scenario you're, you're playing out. Yeah, Pete, what do you think the most important rules you need to really focus on to play this game? Like communications is a huge one, right? That's like, a, yeah, it's huge. Like radio versus like phone lines. Pete, hit your button. Thank you. So... I was going to actually just back up a little bit. So for the viewers who may not know this game, right? So let me let me also sort of just step back and say, you know, it's not a traditional game in which it has a, you know, a, a hex map, you know, where you have counters that, you know, have zones of control and that kind of thing. You know, it's a card it's a card driven game on some level. It's not I mean it's, that's probably not the best way to say it, but you lay out these but terrain yeah, cards yeah. to to make your map, right? So you've got rows and columns, you know, of these terrain cards that are, that are your map. Then you get, you know, your your cardboard chits, you know, that represent your platoons, various squads, various weapon teams, and then leaders. And then you start down in your starting area, and then you have to go towards your objectives card by card. The way that you do that is by giving them orders. Um, and so in the beginning of the turn, your commanding officer, your CO, he gets uh, a number of orders, and that's done by card draw. And there's a number on the card that, and since we're a podcast, you can't see it, so I won't explain that too much. But, you know, it'll tell you, okay, he's going to get five orders. Basically, the right? cards are set up, the action cards are set up to give you all the results you need in the game. Exactly. Like all over them, like combat result or whatever. Right. Every, everything you, you need to know is off of a card. It's diceless. There's diceless, right. Right. But, I mean, you're, it's basically like you're still doing it. It's like Combat Commander a little bit, and the Combat Commander cards give you all yeah. the results. So once you get the number of commands that your CO has, well, then he doles out commands to either an XO or a, a platoon or a, a, a first sergeant, and, and then platoon leaders. And usually, are you usually have three platoons that you're you're trying to to move up to to get to a a number of objectives. So now, what happens when you give those leaders? Well, then they also then draw a card. And so, if they've been activated by the CEO by the CO rather, and he gave an, an order to activate, well, then they'll draw to get their number of orders that that they can give out. And then at that point, then they go down to the individual, you know, again, platoons slash units, and then make some orders. Set up the game again. 
Yeah, yeah I'm, getting a little, I'm getting a little hard for it. <laughs> yeah, well, I—that's I, I, part of the reason why I want to talk about it because it's been a while since I played and I set it up, you know, and it's right in front of me. So, the idea here is is that you know you 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 do different things. So you know you want to you want to move your your guys forward, but you don't want to send a whole platoon up there, <laughs> right? Or or your whole company rather, right? So instead of sending out even a platoon, you break off. You use an order to break off, let's say, a a, uh, a fire team or yep. an assault team, you know, and you order that guy to go. In. And then as time goes on, then he's out of communication, so he has to use uh, another order uh, that can uh, that he got from his own initiative. It's called initiative order. So it just it, it kind of follows that. At base, to me, that's all pretty easy, right? So I mean. You know, you you get a move, you get an order to move forward. You get a move, an order to shift fire. You get an order to launch a grenade, right? So that stuff all sort of makes sense. What sometimes doesn't make sense is for someone who's new to war games or who isn't, you know, an expert in in sort of military knowledge. You know, some of the things you know aren't well explained. So that's that's one thing that can be difficult for some people. So for me, again, I'm I never did anything military in my is life. It, are, is your question like, well, who's the first sergeant, or like what's Correct. this person? Right. Okay. Right. So you know, and and uh, and it's also assumed. And it's on written some by level, a marine. A marine wrote the game, right? Isn't he a marine? I the, believe the, so. The designer, Paul Ben. Right. Hall. I think Ben, ben Hall. Ben Hall. Ben Hall. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, you, on some level, I think there's an assumption that you know, okay, well, what are all these weapons exactly, and what do they do? And then for, again, the neophyte, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of stuff that isn't explained that you have to try to figure out. Again, that can be part of the enjoyment, just kind of going through it. But if you're looking to start off like, oh, I'm going to open a game, I'm going to read the rulebook, and I'm going to play, no, this isn't the game for you, because there's a lot going to it. Now... The unfortunate thing is, is that, Dave, you asked about the, the types of rules. Well, there's still enough rules that have enough edge cases where you know, you'll go on BGG and there'll be a debate about, well, this is the way that this, you know, somebody will ask a question and you will get two or three different people giving two or three different answers. Yeah, I, I, from, I, from the same rules. I, right. I've, I've talked about this enough, though. Having come from miniature wargaming, we were used to just being like, well, that doesn't make any sense. We're going to do it this way. Yeah. You know? So I was never – board wargamers are much more rigid in general about how right. they want to do something. Right. Well, and that's kind of what I was talking about earlier is that it, 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 once you get to a point – You're right, playing yourself. You, <laughs> right. You, at some point, you can say to yourself, you know what? This is what makes sense to me. And so I'm just going, I'm not going to worry about it. One of the big debates for a long time, you know, was, you know, there's a couple of counters. Again, this is going to, this is, seems like a silly, uh, you know, nitpick, but, you know, like which 50 cal HMG counter do you use at setup of, of uh, scenario one? Because there's a couple different choices. Right. And it does appear that at different times, even Ben Hull has given different answers, right? So I looked at it and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to use this one, this particular one, because this one makes sense to me. So, but and, I, one of the things I think really shines in the game, and uh, yeah, I, so definitely, I like the way the enemy contact works, where like yeah. you roll to see, you're basically you've got little enemy markers on the map, and you're seeing what's going to pop up from these things. But uh, and I like how the AI, there's kind of an AI based on what kind of operation that the defender or whoever your your opponent's trying to run what they're going to do 
it's it's pretty tight. I mean, it's it actually they respond pretty well. Um, but the what really blew me away when I was playing the game was so you have like uh, to the left or right you have basically your boundaries. And, you know, that's because you have units operating to the left of you and units operating yeah, to the right of you. Sure, so you yeah. have to stay within your boundaries. And you're setting your objectives. You're setting, like, your assault, basically your attack position, your assault position. You have to do all this stuff, which is what you do when you're actually a military officer. Like, you have to decide where you're going to assemble, where you guys are going to jump off for the attack. And uh, there was a moment where I'd set up my boundaries, and then I had a hit, and I realized... I had to set up more cards that were outside the boundary. So I was actually getting fired upon by guys that were outside my area of operation. And I had to just take it. I could shoot back at them, but I couldn't attack them. Because I was not allowed. Yeah. I was not allowed to move outside my boundary. So that was really cool where suddenly yeah. the game map expanded larger than it was at the beginning of the game. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, and that's what makes it really really cool and and pretty enjoyable you know and you're worrying about bring how to get litter teams out of there to get them to evac. i mean it's everything yeah every little thing in combat you need to worry about so so pete just to give guys who haven't played it explain the issues with having a radio it what i'll uh, say it's the best worst game I mean, I think like, that's that's how I describe let, this. Let's say what's what's World War II radio transmissions going to be oh, like fuck. for a company commander? Well, it sucks, right? <laughs> now, now better again, have some wire. But, but well, that well, so that's the thing, right? So you that's one of the choices. You can use phones or you can use radios. If you use phones, well, you've got to have phone wire that you know connects everybody, right? And phone wire can get uh, can get blown up. If if a mortar hits it, um, or if a uh, if a, an enemy unit is on there all by its lonesome, it can cut it, right? Uh, or you could use the radios. The problem with radios in World War II was that they didn't work under cover. Right. So that's right. So once your platoon leader hides somewhere, then he can disrupt. Right. Yeah. So if he's going to use a radio. He's got to be in the open, exposed, um, and that's not usually a good place for your your leaders to do. Um, so I usually will play with the telephones, um, and actually sometimes I'll play. You know, in the very back, one of the last things is well, you know, there's some some rules that you can maybe ignore to make it easier as you're learning how to play. And frankly, sometimes I'll I'll, I'll pull it out and I won't worry about communication. I'm just going to assume that they're all in communication, just because it's still a fun enough ex- right. experience. No. That's actually a good idea. I think if you're learning to play, especially with the World War II version, like there's a bewildering number. Like I'd gone through, I do my style where I play it and have fun and I'm going to see. Then I'm like, wait a second. There's all these flares. Like you have a bewildering number of flare colors (laughs) you can assign to certain things. And at that point, your head is almost ready to explode based on all the AI tables and all the encounter like like now i have to assign like four different types of flares and smoke and all this stuff i was like Ugh. and star clusters they have star clusters. star clusters and then you know it's like advanced to objective right you know ship fire like i have no idea how to do any of that but i guess the idea is like that way in case your radio is not working someone can fire off a star cluster and then everyone knows okay it's time to attack so yeah uh, so, so which which period is your favorite do you like World War II, and it's World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. 
Right. So it comes with it, it does come with uh, three different uh, three different campaigns. Uh, it follows kind of the same regiment through those three wars. Correct. The the Manchus. Yeah. Right. Ninthus. Yep. Ninth something. Right. Okay. Ninth yep. infantry um, regiment. The one that I played the most is World War II. Um, I played uh, one or two missions of Vietnam, which is very tough because the uh, helicopter rules aren't also the greatest. Well, I don't um, think they gave all the counters you actually need to, to run the helicopters. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And one of the many little fun parts of this. Um, and then, little. you know, I just, yeah. I just haven't been able to get to Korea. I, I, I did one because I wanted to try Korea. And the cool um, thing is the terrain decks are different for each thing. So mm -hmm. when you do World yeah. War II, you get those ones. When Very you do cool. uh, uh, Korea, you get Korean ones. You get different then, bad guys. Then when you get Volume 2 for the Marines, you get like uh, like like Jungle, Island. Like there's they have different terrain for those, those two. So I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah, no, and, and it's pretty cool. And, and again, because of the randomness of it, um, you, you can, uh, you know, really the, the scenario that I play the most is just the first scenario. And it's different every time. <laughs> It's a and, campaign too. There's a there's a campaign factor to it, right? I, I haven't been able to get through the campaign because kind of you, you mentioned something earlier when, when you're talking about you know sort of you know you're going through it and you're feeling pretty good about yourself. So I might start off with a with a with a scenario uh, with the, the first mission, maybe not playing with the communication, feeling really good about myself, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead. And I'm gonna play the full the full Monty, right? right? And I'm going to go through the campaign. I'm going to play by all the rules. Right. And, you know, then, you know, halfway through that, that next <laughs> mission. Two it, dead, it, two uh, dead platoon leaders later. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and just crap all over the place. Right. So, uh, and, and then also the rules to, you know, for uh, recovery and, right. and, and replacements again, aren't the tightest. And so again, at some point you just have to say, you know what, this is just the way I'm going to do it. And then just kind of keep going through there. Yeah. So um, the idea with the command, the campaign is kind of cool. Where like you're basically like a company, and you go through the first mission, and then you get to like units that made it through. I think can like gain experience. You can bring in right. replacements, and maybe get extra. You can pay to get I think extra shit in your company. Uh, so it's kind of cool. There is a campaign yeah. built into no, it. No, there's absolutely for all three periods. So it's like yes. So then you have your next mission. And it, the missions go from like I think initially maybe you're attacking something, but then there's patrol missions. There's like all, like there's a variety of different missions that you're assigned to do, and there's yeah. a variety of different missions that your opponent, the the enemy AI, is doing. And so when you when you look at it, like the way the AI runs, is it'll say like, okay, it's this kind of type of guy. And you correct me if I screw it up, Pete, because it's been a while, but. Basically, it's usually a one through six roll or whatever the, the die is, whatever the choice, one through ten. And it'll say, basically, if it, this guy is in this situation and he's got this mission, this is what he's going to do. But if he rolls this, this, or this, usually you have three or four things that the enemy will do. Is that pretty right? A one to three or, or a one to, you know, ten. Right. You know, because um, they, the, they have the tables of... You know, if if the particular mission the enemy is in a deliberate stance or an aggressive stance, this is the the column that you have to do. And if they're on a card that is occupied by you, or if they're taking fire, or they're you know uh, giving fire, you know it it could be different things that they're going to do. Whether it might be concentrating fire, throwing a grenade, retreating, um, shifting fire, a, a, a whole slew. And that's where it's really cool because 
like you mentioned earlier, you know, it, it's this AI that seems to react to you. And, right. and it always seems to do the things that you don't want it to do to you. Absolutely. You know, so whenever I'm... All right. And, and you're like, how the heck does it know that I'm doing that? But yet it does. You when, know? when they run away, yeah. I'm like, it's a trap. Oh, that's right. it's a trap. <laughs> I'm not. And, and so when Pete's talking about cards, like like you said, each card is like a piece of terrain. It might be a hill, might be a hedgerow, might be a uh, swamp or a forest or a church steeple or whatever. And they all have things around the edges that kind of give you an idea. So the hexes are actually the cards. And then based right. on fire, you get different cover based on what the color or pattern is around that corner or side that that fire is coming in from. And some high elevations, the cool thing about the hills is you might have a bunch of hills. You just stack hill, 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 and then you have something on top of the hill. You have like three hill cards and then a building. That building then can see all over the place. So you want to get that fucking building because then your guys right. can see everything. Oh yeah, and I, and and I'm and I've got like I said set up on the table right now, and I'm looking at my particular map, and I've got a I have that exact situation. I have yeah. a village on a hill right next to my primary and secondary objective, and I'm hoping I can get there um, in one piece, you know, because it'll give me um, it'll give me a good vantage point. Yeah, so you so, lay out the cards for the the map, and but they're going to be it's going to be different every time. Like Pete said, he plays right. that first scenario, but you can play that scenario twenty times, and you literally lay out that map, and you're like. You can see, like, okay, <laughs> I want to grab this. I got it, and then I want to get that and jump these guys to there. I mean, you really have to approach it like, like a platoon leader, like a company commander looking at a. I, it's it's a great thing. I wish they would polish it a little there, bit. Yeah, and it's it's it, it's one of those things where it seems like it's so close to be. It's. It, it, I think that's why people were so frustrated with the volume two. It did yeah. feel like it was so close to being perfect, and like I don't know if it's just tired of doing it or didn't want to. Mess with yeah, it. I think I think Ben has kind of checked out. I don't know. It's but yeah, it's it's one of those things for me personally when I set it up and I play it and I'll get you know a few turns in and I come back to it and I it's so frustrating not having answers to my rules questions where things are edge cases. And there's a lot of those, but there's a lot of those. Have you, have you tried right. sending a self-addressed stamped envelope to Ben? S-A-S-E? No. It has to be, has to be yeah. yes or no. can only be a yes or no question. I'll, I'll send it to Mark Herman. <laughs> see what happens. Right. <laughs> well, and, and, so, and that's the thing, too. And that's, again, why I said I had a little bit of a love-hate, you know, the up and down kind of thing. Because I was really expecting volume two to clean all that up i thought oh it's been out long enough I know. it's clear I what the problems are and yeah then they didn't it didn't fix anything right so then you kind of felt sort of down on it and then even to make matters worse i saw again another interview with ben hall at some convention a year or two ago talking about this expansion and i'm like mfr don't worry about expansion. Clean up what you have. Let's right, you know. right. Let's let's um, dial this in. Right, because then, it could be just a living rule book. Just clean it up, and then we'll right. all print it, and everything's fine. Well, right. it kind of, and it, it kind of I, is. I mean, it kind of exists, but it's not like anybody. I don't know anybody with it. It's, it's similar to what they have for uh, sixty-five to seventy-five with the FAQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's I guess not it's, a, but that's not official. Right. And so, right. but now the thing, the thing that got me excited about this, again, why I thought I, I would want to talk about it is because 
again, hearing this and 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 I'll and to say that J, this Jason Carr from GMT, he didn't necessarily promise, but he said they are working on you know trying to make this a better experience because they recognize at GMT that you know what it it doesn't have a uh, playbook, right? It's it's a it, you can't right. use this rule yeah. book to learn how to play and as a reference. So what they really – he talked about was that they're going to really try to go through and with this next expansion anyway, you know, sort of work on this is the the playbook and this is how you play. Show you how to play it, right? right. That's how you learn how to play it. And then make yeah. it a rule book that's a reference book, but not I, a learn how to play book. Because I think so, I talked about this before. I've watched some YouTube videos where the guy's showing you and like like 10 minutes in, I'm like, that was wrong. Right. Like exactly. Oh yeah. That's, that's, what you did was right. that is not a legal play. <laughs> so, I, I, I think there's two things there. They could do the coin thing because the coin playbooks have okay, set your deck up with you shuffle everything, but the top ten cards are these cards in this order. And then that's kind of walking you through. You flip this card, here's what happens and why. So I yeah. think I think there's a lot there that would kind of give some people like that 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 buy into okay what i'm doing makes sense because i'm i'm doing it as i'm reading it i think i think the problem is that there's so many variations that can happen. right right so and, like a playbook will help you get started but like at some point they need to just like officially have an faq that they answer everything to and just knock it out and and then the other right. thing is like the decisions d-day at omaha beach games Somebody did a, a playbook or a what do they call it? They call a it something flip different. Book. A flipbook, flip book, right? Book. Yeah. So it's you flip here. If this card does this, it's this. And 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 obviously these are these are very different games, but having something like that of just step one, you set the game up like this, you do this, flip, turn the page, do this, this does this, just does this does this. And Dave, to your point, there's so many different possibilities that they can't capture all of that. But I, I don't know. It's, it's such a, it's such a tactically command and control. It's, and maybe it's not even tactical. Maybe it's an operational game. It's, it's this command and control game, right? Where it, it, it's trying to show you all of these decisions that the commanders have to make. But then as the commander, playing the game it's hard to make some of those decisions uh, because you don't know what's actually going to happen and it's hard to know even if you know the rule book like okay if i do this then this um there's nothing like watching your guys something pop up on a contact and and your guys are exposed or or you can't make the (laughs) rolls and they just get pulverized you're just like you're looking over your company you're like well i look like i have like one complete platoon left yep. <laughs> yep. and then there's just like litter teams just, and just like yeah it's because they break down into like <sighs> assault teams and fire and teams all and, fucked up yeah. and, and 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 what's great and and you know to credit ben for this it's a game we all keep coming back to no matter how frustrating it is exactly because there's such a great system in here you know and why, those, one, of the, one of the reasons why and is those it's systems not a, are it's not a puzzle game it's not. No, there's there's it's no of, solving it's, it. It's one of the few solitaire games that's not a puzzle game. Because yeah. because combat, right? Because combat sucks. Your guys are going to die. There's it's, there's it's merciless. It's a really brutal game. There's stuff that's going to happen that's outside of your control. 
it's just fine tuning those edge cases and, and getting it to where, you know, me as a player, I know, okay, if I do this, then this, and I don't have to spend, cause I'll spend 15 minutes on the rule book. And then when I do that three or four times in a row, I just get frustrated and I pack, pack it up. I got like three, but it's missions. so good. But I, I bring it out once a year. I got I, three. I, I got three missions into the World War II campaign. And I was kicking ass, and then I realized, oh wait, my radios don't work when I'm in cover. <laughs> that's that's, like, that's I, I've been doing that wrong. I, I was like, ugh. <laughs> but maybe I have magic radios that work. Right. Well, that's where that's where I that's where sometimes <laughs> I say, well, you know what? Maybe I'm playing this time without the communication. That's right. And when they talk about like keeping track of ammo for, t- I'm like, fuck that. I'm not right. keeping track of ammo for fucking no. weapons teams. Right. And- and Ben, if you're listening, we love your game. He's not it's just listening. frustrating. He's, he's not listening. He's listening. Yeah. We love Dave, it. don't don't crush my spirits. Right. So overall, I love this game. Right. And and like you guys, I you know bring it out every once in a while. I kind of almost feel like it should be. You know, sometimes people talk about lifestyle games. Like it almost feels like a game that you've got to play all the time to because it's it is hard to come back to it after not yeah. for six months True. or so it's no you know? asl though i mean it is asl is well, definitely a lifestyle but i've told my wife when we buy our rv and sell our house and just retire on the road fields of fire would be the one game i would bring because oh, like yeah. i mean oh. there's so much in there i agree that's, yeah. that's definitely like a because even if I, i'm playing it wrong i'm going to be pissed off that's Even when I'm playing it right. Your, it's your airplane crash game. <laughs> Desert Island, baby. Desert Island game. Yeah, no, absolutely. So so that's also, Fields of Fire. Also, the uh, other annoying thing is all the stuff doesn't fit back in the boxes. Once you yeah, it's always frustrating. That sucks. Yeah. So I have to have a oh, separate yeah. box. I have Fields oh, yeah. of Fire 2, Fields of Fire, and then something I magic markered on the side in a white box that has all the other stuff, all the cards. Triggered. I'm triggered. FOF Fields of Fire. Have you played any of the scenarios in Fields of Fire 2? Uh, I have not. I've not. I've read through them all. I looked at all the cards. I haven't either. No. I looked at all the cards all excited. Dude, it's I'm, like, so I'm just, trying... just going to get mad. I'm still trying to get through the first Field of Fire for World one, right. War II one. Well, you know, sometimes, you know, you're like, oh, well, I'll just try Volume 2 because it might be better. And then, no. you know. Well, the, the, I, the, I just the, keep the, playing Vietnam and I'm like, the helicopter's rules just don't. Right. Yeah, and they had a right. bunch of other building rules, like for built up build. I was like, ugh, I didn't want to, like, yeah. So it's it's fifth Marines it's, for the second the, one. The game I love to hate, but I love to love absolutely. And they yeah. picked a terrible cover for it, which I make fun of constantly for volume two. Oh yeah, the the company commander's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. You guys suck." Yeah, but I can't call. Yeah, so that's so that's my game. So give it a ranking and give it a give it okay. a um, an IC rating. All right, so I would say uh, because of the constant looking back and forth into the rule book and sometimes having to go on BGG, I- I'm telling you the the Ice Tea beer rank is probably a one or a two. Um, if you're really going to play this game and really try to get to understand it, you kind of got to be clear headed because it'll give you a headache either way. Do we not think that maybe being really drunk might actually help no, the process? No, it just makes you mad. I can okay. I can attest okay. when you're yeah. when you're uh, three Negronis or six beers in, I'm just like I want to write Gene a, a nasty letter. Okay. Yeah. What I, what I can remember at times when I've been intoxicated, I could not handle this game intoxicated because yeah, Jason's right. I just get too mad. I and end up flipping the table. 
Wow. Now, from a fund perspective, right? Again, I think it's pretty high. Now, sometimes yeah. it sucks yeah. and you're mad because, oh my gosh, how did I just get this, you know, this ninth turn uh, counterattack that wiped out three quarters of, of my company? But when you look back on it later or when you're playing, you know, I mean, again, it's, a, it's the story. It's the narrative. It's, it's just it's so great, you know. Right. Um, and, and that doesn't always happen. And sometimes you actually you know, get your objective and, and, and win a scenario. Um, so it's really fun. So I'd say it's a, about a nine for me. Any, any, game, nice. where you, any nice. game where you can have your first sergeant driving around in a Jeep trying to pick up litter teams, <laughs> like that's fucking – Yeah, it is great, yeah. <laughs> And you're just mad, like, well, you should be back behind the wire right. on the radio, but you got to go pick up these fuckers who got lit up. Yeah. It's, right. yeah. It's, well, it's such a good game and it's so frustrating. Plus, what we didn't even touch right. on, too, is there's also a factor where your higher headquarters can sometimes give you extra shit. To oh, it's like, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. do you know the show? It's like, you think everything's going great, and then yeah. your higher headquarters calls and like, talk about trigger. <laughs> yeah, right. Fuck you, can't HQ. you can't advance. Or you have no yeah. idea what we're doing out here. Okay. Fuck you. <laughs> Suck my dick. We're not going there. I no. almost forgot that part. That's one of the <laughs> best parts. <sighs> now, what I always thought would be fun, and I think you guys try, somebody tried to do it at some point. We tried of. to do it at Swocon. No, we were right. going to do it at AACCon, and then like, Justin's like, oh, did I have to bring my own copy? I'm like, yeah, it's fucking solitary, idiot. Like, like we can't share a copy of the game. Yeah, but see, this is where I thought it would be fun is going back to the vassal thing. To me, it'd be fun, you know, on you know, to, to take a couple of Saturdays in a row or, you know, one Saturday a month or something and and have, you know, three or four guys just kind of going through it, you know, cooperatively, you know, um, so that we did a to, teaching game at Swolcon. Yeah. Mitch to to just kind of learn it, you know, and and to to go through it and see what everybody came up with. Well, it's funny because even while Mitch and I were doing it, we had different opinions on rules. Like even oh, yeah. as we were All teaching right. it, yeah. and uh, but, but the idea that we wanted to do at AACCon was to have three uh, solitaire games together adjacent to each other, like three companies advancing in line on an objective. Oh, yeah, that'd be interesting because that way you could have. Uh, guys in my zone firing on somebody in Jason's zone, you know, like they would be crisscross, like we're sticking yeah, with gotcha. our boundaries, but they're firing all over the place. So, um, but it fell apart because Swede yeah. wouldn't come out of his hotel room for that night. And, uh, and then, uh, like I said, Justin didn't realize that he had to bring his own copy of a solo game. Gotcha. Right. Didn't happen. Right. So, so fun game. I, uh, it's, it's out of print right now. Um, but you know, you really, it's out of two. print. I think so. I don't well, think it's well. It's it's not available uh, from GMT at this point. In our so. finest tradition of reviewing games that you cannot buy. Hell yeah! Right. <laughs> we're gonna keep that. I think we're gonna keep that up throughout the night. Yeah. yeah but well, it, I, it, I almost was gonna review a game called Alas Barricadas That's a Compass Games. Uh, yeah. It's long out of print, but uh, decided to do this one. Instead. I think that's been reviewed before. Didn't uh, Leroy do that one? Uh, I don't know. He I, did it some wasn't Spanish on the Civil War game. He did a Spanish Civil War. Yeah, game. he did do a Spanish Civil. Somebody did, but I, I looked it up. It wasn't on the. Um, Good. It wasn't like, on the one that was reviewed. I like the researching. You need to apply yourself more to the uh, <laughs> battles of the ancients periods, but that's yeah, fine. Right. Yeah. All right. Good. So, uh, is it me? Do you, Dave? Do we? I'm going to go get a beer. Do we want a review or Swolcon? Uh, well, either way, I'm get, going to get a beer. So. Okay. 
So do you want to break here and just real quick? Sure. Right. Yeah. Pete, uh, pour yourself another hot tea. Delicious. I, I, I will. Is it cold or hot? Cold tea? Hot tea? Don't know. All right. Back. Yeah, I'm back too. Yeah, you know, I um, in the immortal words of Cheech and Chong, uh, it was a good time for a break because my back teeth were floating. Nice. I've been yeah. drinking iced tea all day, all morning, had a huge iced tea, then had another one in the afternoon, and then iced tea this evening. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> You're a wild man, Pete. You're a wild man. I know. <laughs> and I'm at an age where you can't drink stuff like that and think you can just sit still for hours how old are you pete i am 56 yeah so you're not that much older than me i'm 50 no, i think uh probably about the same age as a lot of the guys yeah we're that we're that strong segment of the wargaming population right now <laughs> lots right. lots of income well, I am on a pensioner's wage. That's right. So I yeah. try to make it last. Yeah, I, I can hear the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do I got here? Yeah. So I'm, I, I knew when Pete said it was going to be a Fields of Fire, I'd be very excited about that. Yeah. I, oh, I, I, yeah. I love talking about the game. I love being. I love playing the game. I love being frustrated by the game. It would be great to have like something, yeah, where we could have a bunch of guys together to just play it, and then there'd be somebody who's really experienced with the rules who could be like, "Hey, I have a question. Yeah, here's what you do." But of course, there's no one like that. Who's right. very maybe Ben. Well, no, yeah, but see, like, that's the thing. What well, the one thing that I didn't say, I, I got sidetracked, was that Ben at uh, at, a, at different times has given opposite answers, right, or conflicting answers. So right. you know, he he's not even sure. I think we need a hey, Mitch. Well, sure, you think for, you think common for, sense, right? Good, good, but, <sighs> Mitch is not, too busy answering next war questions. <laughs> I mean, mm. I think I think people are going to go to Mitch's grave, fold up little envelopes, yep, and shove them down yep. into the dirt. Hey, hey Mitch, with, with next war. Hey, yep. so w if the PRC makes a C move <laughs> to this area, can I land an amp there? Yes. He had no idea that that's what he was signing up for. All right. SwankyCon or yeah, review? We can do, we can do Let's see SwankyCon. Right. Do you want to talk about your, your prank mode first? Or is that is oh, that insider trading? No, why don't um, – yeah. No, come yeah, on. It's, it's, just, it's just between the three of us. You can, right. you can say that's right. now. There's no one else listening. So uh, I'll kick it off. So yeah, yeah, it was... me, I got to pull up my messages because I want to get them exactly right. <laughs> it was about three weeks before the con, and and I I didn't go to Donkey Kong the um, previous time it was held. So the previous year was COVID, and then the year before that I just didn't go. So I was very excited to get back to Donkey Kong. Um, basically after AACCon 2020, I got back and I told my wife, okay, I'm going to both cons next year, no matter what. I don't care what's going on. I don't care how much it costs. I'm going to both cons. So then like three weeks before the con, I'm laying in bed 
um, and she's been working and she was working nights at the time. So she got, she got back and she's, you know, getting ready for bed. And <laughs> she goes, she goes, um, I can't remember exactly what she said, but she, she said, I can, well, I, I, can, I, I, can I, I can tell you what she said. Well, she's, she said something like, I hope you have fun at, at Swolcon. And I was like, uh, and I, I can't describe the face I made because it was very, you know, all of you that, that, <laughs> that know Sammer, like the, the, the questioning look that Sammer makes so, was so, very. Right. So, so to explain, Mitch and I were in Mexico, Missouri one, one day during walk back in time. And Mitch was trying to come up with a name for the convention. So I'm like, okay, well you want, he says, yeah, well give me some suggestions. I said, well, he's like, it's a monster convention. You know, it's like a monster game. So I'm like, and monster con is taken. Clearly. I'm like, I'm like, you got to name it swole con. Cause the idea is the games are swole. He's like, Oh, okay. Maybe. So then later on, I'm like, Oh, I thought that was a good suggestion. And then he uh, comes back. He's like, Oh, I think he might've even mentioned, he goes, I was thinking like donkey con. I'm like, yeah, that's stupid. Don't name it that. He's like, he's like, I'm thinking like Donkey Kong. I'm like, yeah, that's what everyone's going to think. That's a terrible name. Don't name it Donkey Kong. It's going to be like Donkey Kong, the, the video game. So, Which is a, a, a cultural reference. So then, he named, but, but, so then he named it Donkey Kong. I was like, so I refuse to call it Donkey Kong. I still call it Swole Kong. Because I was like, if you ask me and I give you a name, then I think that's what the name should be. So that's so it's it's been a dispute. That's why we're advanced after combat. Right. Well, that's that was my name. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. But but so basically, I'm I'm one of the few people who still calls it Swolcon. I refuse to call it Donkey Kong. But so basically, that's what I did. I, I so my wife, my wife tells his me, wife. I messaged Aaron Swolcon, and I'm like, that's not what the con is called. She's like, yeah, it is. That's what that's. It's in your calendar. She's like, no, you've told me. It's it's Swolcon. I'm like, I've never, That's I've funny. literally never said those words, Swolcon, because it's a dumb name. Um, <laughs> she, she's like, she's like, yes, you have. I said, honey, it's in my calendar as fucking Donkey Kong. I don't know <laughs> where you've heard the words Swolcon, but and so at this point, I'm like, is she the is she in fucking Rocket? Is she Blair? And I asked her. I said, <laughs> are you? I asked her. I said, I said, are you fucking Blair? And she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I said, there's someone in Rocket who no one's ever met. And I sort of fucking got it's you. And meanwhile, I come come to find out, you know, so a month I, ago. So I it's fucking a, Dave and Aaron talking back and forth. I sent Aaron a message. I said, Aaron, I wanted to know if you could help me play a funny joke on Jason. When he mentions that he's going to the convention next week, ask him what convention it is. If he says Donkey Kong, can you ask him? I thought you were going to Swolcon. If he tries to correct you, insist that the name of the convention is Swolcon. And she did. So nice. she goes, we'll do. I'll have to see if I can manage to get into a conversation. So then I told her whole and thing. And she did. So he goes, I, he thinks, wow. I've, she says to me, he thinks I've been lurking in your guild because I refer to it as Swolcon. He said, have you been talking to Dave? <laughs> I said, she's, she's Blair. I said, I said, why would you be in the guild? That's ridiculous. Just keep correcting them. You're doing great. So she goes, he's very suspicious. He That's thinks funny. I've somehow infiltrated the guild. So paranoid. I said, we have to keep him on his toes. Swolcon is clearly the better name for a convention. You're wrong. You're wrong. I said, our motto was size matters. <laughs> 
what she, what she appreciates. She goes, but I was like, she goes, that's what I told him. I referred to it as Swocon. He goes, that's not what it's called. It's Donkey Kong. And I said, are you sure? You told me it was Swocon. Then he showed me on his calendar where it says Donkey yeah. Kong. I was so mad. I and was she, so mad. And she says, that's I funny. said, she said, hmm, Swocon is a much better name. <laughs> it's not. So now it's just Swanky Con. Ugh, even worse. It's worse. even worse, but you uh, you funny. deserve it. Yeah, you're you you're going to do it. this mutually assured destruction. Is this that's right. That's right. <laughs> you're going to pick did, a name. We all you ever, together. Did you ever, Jason, did you ever start to clue in that something like that with Dave was going on? She says he accused her initially. Oh, I, to make. So it was, at first I was like, have you, because Dave is really the only person in the guild who who, who refers to it that way. No, and there's I, other guys. We even had T-shirts the first time. You and you and maybe Samer. Um, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> but I, 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 I swear to God, I was like, okay, I've never said anything bad about her on the guild, so I think I'm okay. But maybe she's Blair. Maybe she's been catfishing. Blair, I, it did, did you really think she was Blair this I did. whole time? I did. <laughs> I've never spoken to Blair. I don't know if he exists. I think he's just a duck <laughs> meme. I have no idea. Oh my god! So yeah, it was that very. Is, that who has Dave, time to be Blair? It Wait, was, isn't there a Blair? Is there a Blair? Dude, there... you don't know, guild. Dave. You don't know how much my wife is on her phone. Oh, yeah, she okay. has time to be Blair. Wow. And I'm going to tell her you said that about her. She, she if if she's <laughs> upset by that, then that's her fault. Like, Jesus Christ. I can't believe you said that about Aaron. But there were like three days where it was, there was some some deep paranoia. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah, no, I, I it like was it. good. The fact that you thought she was Blair and, is so good. And, she, yeah. and she's, you know, she can deadpan. Yeah, yeah. she, 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 she did a she good really job. Did it. Yeah. yeah. She did a good job. She's down. It we was fun. Put, we're, we're ready to And then listening else. to you and Pete and duck and mitch we're all laughing while i did it shit on Greyhawk. i was like fuck you guys i should have been there she was supposed to be at work like fuck you guys yeah anyway nope. swanky con 2021 was great oh my lord all right what'd you play dave uh i played empire in arms you did there was a map yeah so um it's okay i i liked it in person i think better we're trying to continue it uh, remotely and they were all like oh you're not going to want to play this after we leave the convention they were right i don't yeah i think i think that's the general consensus i mean it's like it's it's interesting to play in person i think empire and arms this is an old avalon hills game where you're basically all it's a strategic napoleonic wars game super deep like i said it's designed by a bunch of 19 year old history nerds that's what it seems like very chromey like very detailed as far as how the battles are going i'm in england and we all play like I think there's seven of us. And so Rex was France. So a lot of it is Rex accusing me of trying to win the game. I'm accusing him yep. of trying to it win the game. Out. Yep. We're all yep. basically yep. it's your typical kind you of You two like, against each other as England and France was brilliant. Right. It's it's your typical kind of like kill the leader type thing. Like, no, no, he's so what I learned is He's the corporate douchebag. No, like, he's the corporate douchebag. Like Rex, Rex is basically saying, like France is saying, while you guys are fighting me, you're letting England run away with the game. Like basically that kind of stuff. And I'm like, whatever. So 
but then it became clear that I was winning the game. So then, <laughs> so then I had to, I had to, I had to ease off the throttle a little bit, and like because you can control your economy to where you can really do well, or you can pull back a little bit. You can you can kind of manipulate your economy so it doesn't look so bad like you're trying to win a lot of VPs. So. Uh, it's it's a kind of cool thing about the game beyond the like fighting like you have, we have ships naval battles and army battles and but it's there's kind of an, an interesting situation where you have an economy that's running if you want to make more VPs like normally you will make like uh, I don't know what they're called like economic points I think and like population points you can make less of those to score more victory points so you can kind of dial back your economy and. and generate less stuff to build new things but then start and you're basically every turn you're you're clocking vps and once you hit a certain number you win so they track every turn where everyone's at uh in this many turns this player win in this many turns, so every turn there was kind of a, a rundown of that so it's interesting I, I liked how you could manipulate your economy a little bit to like you can like score less victory points to like make sure you have more economics. Like you might need to rebuild your armies and stuff. So it was cool. I enjoyed it. It sounds interesting. And yeah. you guys seem to have had fun the the whole week. We did. Yeah. Rich was Prussia. I think everyone was angry with him by the end of the game. Like both sides. Yeah, that's uh, how it works. Generally, Prussia's in the middle. Uh, Mitch was Spain. Carl was uh, Russia. Uh, Lawrence was uh, Austria, so it was, it was a good group of guys. And you know, they, it was, the nice thing about Britain is my basic thing is I just build lots of fleets, so I just don't want to have any of my fleets destroyed. So, and Jeff was the Ottoman Empire, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Jeff was the Ottoman Empire, and so I, I'm basically bribing people to be my friends. So, or and I can also decide if they can trade with me. Like if they can trade. They make lots of money and I make a little money. They make make like five points and I make three points. But at some point I can be like, I'm not trading with you. You're cut off. And that $5 I was giving you every month, you're not getting it anymore. So like you can kind of like bribe or like give them like allowances <laughs> to be good, good allies. That's good. Shit. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Good. It's really good in person. This is definitely a face-to-face -face game. <laughs> But you guys played five, four, four days solid and didn't get through a third of the game? No, I think we did like two or three years, maybe. Eh, of, wow. of how many? Oh, well, I mean, it can go to, I think we started in 1805. I want to say we got to like 1808. I don't oh, know, yeah. Maybe yeah. So are you saying all day, like? Started nine in the morning. It was like eight hours a day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but most yeah. of the time you're not, you aren't always doing stuff. A lot of it's you're standing around. This is one of the problems, is right. It's a seven player game. So Russia and France are fighting a battle. We're all just like, right, but you were waiting. playing all day. Right. I, I was assigned, right. I was assigned to the game. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So it was good. I mean, I wanted to try it. Um, like I said, we're still. One of the things, other things I thought was kind of cool that's interesting about the game is like France gets to decide anywhere in the sequence that they're going to go. So if, if, if it's, <laughs> if it's a, that could be good or bad. If it's a land battle, if it's if it's the yeah. sea phase, the naval phase, Britain gets to decide. So I would, I it's a lot of thinking about. Okay, do I want to go last or first? Or 
you know, I'm trying to blockade ports, but maybe I want to see what other guys are going to do. So I'll go last because I've got like 120 ships and they've all got like 40 or 30. And I'm like, all right, motherfuckers. If you... Like at one point, Rex tried to invade Scotland with a Dutch force and I just fucking, my Navy just plowed them. I then, came to bring the pain. Yeah. So, and then I, I, tr- I ran them down in Scotland and destroyed them all because I'd just gotten uh, uh, Wellington. So Wellington just led an army into Scotland. So the Dutch got beat up, but yeah, it, it was it was interesting. It was a good experience. I don't know if it's like a game I'm really excited about though. So. And what else? Going kind of going around the around the room. It was you guys with EIA. There was OCS. Yeah, OCS was uh, Chris Chris Clark, Chris and, and Toby. Uh, Toby played. That's right. Um, and then Vietnam, right? That was uh, B mode and Ralph and Ralph. Doing, um, doing they did the that's t- right. uh, campaign game. Yep. Uh, uh, Kev Sharp, Braxton, and Tony Kinner were doing Carthage, I believe. Yes. Um, and then I th- the first Punic War. Yep. And then it was me, Duck, uh, Backdoor, and Pishorf yep. playing Rose to Gettysburg 2. And I think at some point Todd Reed came in too and joined the. Uh, that's right. He was playing Carthage. That's right. Oh, he's playing OCS. That's right. That's I, and right. Todd's always good because Todd brings in a bunch of beers, and Todd doesn't he's such know a anything good guy. about beer. He's but he just basically he lets yeah. the guy at the the place basically pick all the beers, so it's like a variety pack. So it's always funny. I always laugh. Like thirty warm beers, and yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll drink that. We one eventually beer. drank them all. <laughs> you get so to like the last three or four, you're like, oh, geez. No one else wanted this. Yeah. Oh, I see why. There's a picture of a frog smoking a doobie on the front. I have no idea <laughs> what kind of beer this is. It doesn't tell me anything. It's danky. There's fireworks on the back. Like, what does that mean? But whatever. That's beer packaging. So, and so there's a bar next door, so we can go over there and get drinks. <laughs> yeah. Some people get kicked, yeah. kicked out. Yeah, I got kicked out. I got kicked out for complaining about marijuana smoke. They didn't like that. Really? Fucking one night, their place reeked of marijuana smoke, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" So Dave's not down with the legalize it. No, no, I'm okay with legalizing it. I'm not allowed. I'm not cool with people smoking it where Don't, everyone breathes yeah, right, it in. Right, do it at home. Right. I don't give a shit what people do I know, at home. I know. That's the problem I, with. Uh, don't get me into the whole rant because I, I'll I know, get thrown I, off I'm the podcast you. probably. No, I'm with you because oh. it's it's one of those things. It's like just come on, guy. It's it's just like beer or anything else. Like you cannot smoke, right. Like if you can't smoke a cigarette in the bar. Why are you smoking marijuana in the bar? Because right. everyone's breathing it in. Right. It fucking drives me crazy. But well, it's pain in my existence. Yeah, and and their their argument against it was invalid and and non-existent. Right, and and for them to like, okay, you're done now. Like it, it's oh, just, no, it's so, just so screw dumb. me up. <laughs> so dumb. Well, well, I was getting feistier about it. So like, I think that at that point they. The consensus of the locals. But then the next day I noticed they had a bunch of old people in there for a wedding reception. No marijuana. Weird. Yeah. So whatever. Fuck them. Yeah. So that's how I Fuck got run out of the bar. Um, what else? Oh, and then we can, we're, we're talking about GCACW. We can talk about uh, BB dubs. Oh. Oh, yeah. And, and T to B. Yeah, it's connected to a, and so it's connected to, well, the first night was cool because we went to, a restaurant where Mitch had kind of reserved a back room that was kind of a cool back room at like a restaurant bar. So we all, there were about 25 of us probably. Mitch's wife was there. Had our own little private room. Had a good time. Uh, 
I paid, and they had like a tap there where you could basically just, I think, pour yourself beers, and it kept track of it. So just a bad idea. So I paid for some of that. Appreciate it, guys. Many of you guys bought me beers back, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, that was not that was not a tidy bill. So, uh, so, but we had a good time there, and uh, then we the I think it was the third day that was the big T to B. That was yeah. Yeah, the second when, night when, I got kicked, to... the second night I got kicked out of the bar. <laughs> uh, Third day was T to B. So yep. you guys were playing GCACW. So we were playing GCACW. Um, somehow beer came out, I think, at 11. Negronis came out at about 1230. You guys were going early. So I was like, oh, I want to be over at that table. We table were, yeah. Drinking. We were, we were drinking pretty early. And then by the time we went to dinner, um, I think, I think Backdoor and Paul were drunk by the time they went to lunch. I didn't go to lunch. They came back. And, that door and, was telling you guys about how he used to like to pee in the sink. Got he, yeah, it was and, it was and, drinky. And we went to B Dubs for dinner, and you guys are coming out, and I'm like, I'm going to dinner with you. Guys. Yeah, yeah. We went okay. to dinner. Dave was like, "Yep, this is this is what's happening." Yeah. Um, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings, and it's a long parking lot to walk. It's just a long parking lot to get over there. Yeah, it's like a, a couple of football fields. Yeah, right. Uh, like a three minute walk. Right. Um, walk. and yeah. we 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 could use it. Um, right. right. Everyone gets drinks. There's um, cosmic something happening with me, backdoor, and and Paul, and backdoor is just fucking hammered, and and the best kind of hammered where so friendly. Somebody, I, I think Dave, <laughs> you had the you had the interaction with the table where it's like, are you guys like, yeah, so, is so this here, like a bachelor so, party so or something? Here's, here's what Backdoor would do. Backdoor was really into T to B, top it was, to bottom. It was it was cheers, cheers. and then it was T to B, top to bottom. And so he would cheers you, and he would have a glass with like a quarter of a beer left in it, and you would have like a full beer. He goes top to bottom, man, down the hatch. I'm like, fuck you, dude. I have an entire <laughs> pint just, of beer. I just paid for this. Like at one point, Duck had a double whiskey, and and. <laughs> Backdoor was like, T-B! T-B! and Duck's like, I'm not chugging this whiskey, but he chugged, he did chug one. He did. But then he's like, no. So, but he's like, he kept saying, Hey man, come on. You got to come over. Let's get it was, yeah, it was very, very, very close talking and very, very cheersy. So good. And not, not quiet. Like he probably did 40 different cheerses. Like ships and ships in the sea, ships relation, <laughs> but the best ships are relationships. So I don't even remember what the he's doing. He's doing all this crazy shit. But but a sweetheart, not like nice. Yeah, not like not, me. Not a dickhead. Like yeah. I would be if I was there. I, I'm not. Like, a, not gonna fuck you guys. I'm yeah. yeah. And I just to, go to sleep because I yeah. With me, I'm like that. You need to call in the SWAT team. Bro. I'm either gonna throw up or I'm gonna fight somebody or I'm gonna go to sleep and I yeah. default to go to sleep. So as we're leaving. That's we're leaving basically at some point. Oh fuck yeah! And and back door I forgot about that. Backdoor would like be talking to the waitress. He's like, blah, 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 talking. I'm like, what the fuck is he saying? And she's laughing. She, and like, she loved it. She ate it. I'm up. like, so we ate our food. He's drinking, 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 drinking more, louder. And I'm like, we gotta go. Like we gotta get out. She of was here. like, okay, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go hit the head real quick. So we're we're walking out, and this couple was sitting, so he, like he hits the head, he comes back, and 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 then we leave. Yeah, so a couple sitting like maybe like like a, a table behind us, and the lady goes, "Is this a bachelor party?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's 
six o'clock on a Wednesday, and I'm like, I'm like, or nah. Thursday. Yeah. I'm like, he's just. He's, on a Thursday. I said he's just enjoying himself. She, I said, I'm sorry. If she goes, oh no, we loved every minute of it. We, they were just. They, she goes, we just watched the whole show. Yeah, they loved it. They loved it. <laughs> so we're walking out, and back door comes out of the bathroom, and we're then walking across the parking lot, and we're like fucking reservoir dogs. Like there's background music playing. We're strutting. So we're walking up. It's fucking Missouri. Like, what are you going to do? And this car pulls up, and these two kids look out, and they roll down the window. And the one kid yells at us, you guys having a good time? (laughs) And Backdoor yells back, I remember you from the bathroom. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck is that? No one wants to know. Let's keep walking. He met these kids in the background. Yeah, I don't know about that. So... I guess he saw him in the bathroom, so they laugh and they drive off. So we're walking, and what he would do is he would jog for like. <laughs> he 20, would get like a hundred feet ahead of us. He would jog ahead of us <sighs> for like twenty feet, and then he would put his hands <gasps> on his knees and take a break. And at some he'd point, do he like would, the Tebow, like you some, know he's praying. At, at some point, he would take a knee at least three different times. He oh. took a knee, like Colin Kaepernick, in the middle of the parking lot. But then he would get up and just jog ahead. <sighs> And then right before he got into the hotel, he just went and took a knee. Like it was, I'd never seen anybody do it. Oh, it was glorious though. I didn't know what was happening, but I loved it. So good. I was laughing the entire time. He couldn't do his bike ride. So he had to do it. Yep. But he came in and then we got into the hotel. He went, he went up and I was rooming with him. He went up to the room for like two hours. I went up to check on him like, Hey, like, I, you know, is it bedtime patrol? Do I need to take your shoes off? What's happening? I come back down. Yeah, back to our school. Everything's fine. 30 minutes later, comes back down to the room. T to B! T to B! Oh, geez, yeah. And just fucking rallied. It was, it was, and then I think it was some guys sat with, him, sat with him for a little bit, that, too. That would be impressive. It was, yeah. Kept was babysat. He was a little babysitting, but he was great, there, though. There was some political talk, probably. He was a uh, very... Friendly drunk, which I admire. God bless. Yeah. Thank you. But he did try to make me chug about 17 beers. Well, I mean. And invited me to the Royals game, like, a lot. (laughs) You should go to the Royals game. Yeah, it's American League. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I agree. It's not really baseball. So, uh. Yeah, so that was what. So, Jason, what do you think of your GCACW experience? Well, should we get into it? Yeah, yeah, get into it. So, um, yeah, you, we you got mad when I sent a British fleet over from the Napoleonic Wars to help you guys. I sailed a British fleet from my game. Up, up. <laughs> so, so we played Rhodes Gettysburg True Two, and we played it four player. So backdoor. Uh, and Paul were the Confederates, and Duck and I were the Union, and we d- played with communication rules. So we had a communication phase. Oh yeah, that was funny. Basically between the reinforcements and the action phase, we had like a communication phase. So we could talk, we could plan, and then between that and the next communication phase, your teammates couldn't really talk to each other. Um so that 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 caused some, you know, some some things to happen, but but between there, you could send each player could send uh, one note per turn to the other player, and the other team could roll two d six 
and, and on 11 or 12, they would get to intercept the communication and then they could choose to pass it along or destroy it. Um, and we rolled basically every time it happened. Um, and it only really affected like three turns and it were like, it was the, the critical three turns. So that added a lot to it because otherwise I, I mean, I know how to play GCA's ACW, but I don't really know, no, where duck is like, you know, super heavy into it and backdoor and Paul, I think are, you know, more well-versed. So I think that I there think, were, I there would go French, ahead. Frenchy less than backdoor. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but he's played it, you know, three or four times where I've played it one or two times. Um, so that added a nice little, uh, you know, something else to chew on while we're playing where I can't just say to duck like, Hey, what should I do here? Or, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about doing this and this and this, it, it added that, that command confusion, which was fantastic. Um, so we played the campaign game from Rose to Gettysburg two. It was like, I think 16 to 19 turns, depending on the weather we ended up, I think on like 18 turns, um, Duck and I split our commands. Uh, I think I had the even cores. He had the uh, odd cores. Um, and then for the Confederates, Backdoor had, I think, most of the Confederates. And then uh, Paul Frenchie had the – he had Stonewall and his his troops. Um, the, the game itself played out just beautifully. Like the – it, <laughs> there were, you know, 15 times throughout the, the, the game over the course of four days where if, if the union had gotten the, um, I guess I should back up a little bit. GCACW, um, well, yeah, I'll, I might as well review it. So uh, basically how it works is, you know, each side has a command on your, on, and you guys were doing Antietam. This is the Antietam campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Although Antietam didn't, you know, Sharpsburg didn't happen, but, um, yeah. Cause you can see where it would be on the map. <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, so, you know, on each initiative, each side rolls a D six, whoever rolls higher goes, and then you choose a commander to activate and then you roll to see their movement. And then you go from there. It's, it's, one of those games where you read the rules kind of like we were talking about earlier, you read the rules and it doesn't really click. And then you play the game and it's just fantastic. The, the, the dice rolling even for movement makes sense. Uh, it, it's frustrating and it's frustrating when it should be frustrating. Uh, it's frustrating on the command side when it should be frustrating. And that's, that's what we experienced. So duck and I had all these grand plans and, you know, we're going to cut them off here and we're going to stop Stonewall here and we're going to pin Stonewall here. And, um, and then the Confederates get the initiative and they get to move and, and their movements more effective and they get to move faster. Um, and it was, it was fantastic. Like playing it that way was really, I've, I've played the game two player, I played the game solo, playing it four player like that with that command confusion, um, and then you know each side has that going on was was such a great 
highlight of the system because it really felt like the Civil War. Everything that happened felt very, um, very thematic, very historic. And, uh, and there was confusion. Do you want to touch on, do you remember any of the confusion so, between you and Duck? I mean, do you want to just talk about Duck being mad? Yeah, sure. Being mad for... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought about this a lot. Like, was Duck mad at me or was Duck just mad? I think Duck was mad at me. He, no, he's just being himself. He's he, mad at, in general. Don't he was it. so fucking... Yeah, I don't care. He was so yeah. mad because... He, you know, I don't know the game as well as he does, and there was some some attacks that I missed, and um, some some p- points where I took it easy on the Confederates where I shouldn't have because we're playing for three days, and he's don't fucking attack. Why are you attacking? And then on day four, why weren't you fucking attacking there? It's like I'm sorry, Dad. I don't know what to do. Like I'm so tell me what to put <laughs> the flashlight, Dad. I'm you. <laughs> Um, but it, but it was, I mean, it was, it was all of that. Like it was all of that, like Lincoln's in the white house, like what the fuck are you just attack? What the fuck are you doing? So yeah. Such so in the system. end, in the end, what, which cities did the Confederates? Uh, do we need to get there? Sure. Um, yeah, what cities did uh, they sack? Stonewall ended up in Annapolis, <laughs> which is not great for anybody who doesn't, <laughs> if you're wondering like, Oh, is that okay? Uh, no. No, that's not okay. Although maybe long term it would have been okay because he would have died there instead of uh, right. Chancellorsville, right? Um, uh, a, a lot later because uh, we're funny, in sixty-two. Yeah, it was very on the coast. <laughs> yeah, it, no, they got yeah they got balls deep up into Maryland, um, but it was and and we couldn't stop them. Like we saw exactly what they were doing. We saw Stonewall coming in. We knew exactly what they were doing, and we couldn't stop them. We so got them there, pinned there in. No, there were no moves you could have done differently that could have stopped it. Um, maybe one or two, but you know the way the initiative works, the way oh, right. the movement works. Right. If you miss that one opportunity where you're like, okay, they're um, past you. He's I past have you. the opportunity. I can pounce on this guy now, or I can you know wait till next turn and kind of consolidate. Well, I didn't get the chance to consolidate, right? So they got like the four initiatives on the next turn. Right. Stonewall breaks out. He goes all the way to Annapolis. And we're like, just, you know, what the fuck can you do? He's burning Annapolis. Were there any moments where you're like, if I just pushed them for one more fatigue, I could have maybe stopped yes. that from happening? Yeah. Yeah, there were probably three or four of those. Yeah, that's where, a beautiful part about and the it's, game, man. It's like, man, if I just, you know, and on You're a like, I don't want to be fatigued three. On a I just two, don't want to be yeah, fatigued three. On a two turn scenario or a three turn scenario, it's like, okay, I can exhaust these guys. It doesn't really matter. But we're playing eighteen turns, and so yeah, exhaustion three or fatigue three or fatigue four. Like yeah. these guys are fucked for the next three turns. Yeah, fatigue three or four will exhaust you. I think. It's just bad. Um, and, and this is the same system that you and Hollywood were playing, right, Dave? The other that one Saturday that I sat in. Uh, I, I think you're thinking about Duck, Hollywood. Art Duck. Duck. Oh yeah, yeah. never mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, if you like solo games, I've always recommended it. it's one of the best so, solo games. So I have Stonewall Jackson's Way set up on my solo table now. I'm like, nice. um, you doing think, like all green alike? Or are you doing a second, all green alike? Yeah, yep. nice. first bull run. I'm like nine turns of 13 into the, into the campaign. 
it's such a good game. And I don't know if I mentioned it, but I'm on a Civil War kick. Um, GCACW just it ticks every box for me. I, I really wanted to get into line of battle this year and, and, and I might still play it this year, it's, but it's okay, but it's not as good. But GCACW is just so fucking good yes. at every level. It's good. Solo. It's good. Opposed. It's good for player. It's, it's fantastic. And it, it's got it great. Tells... Sand, it's got great sandbox games. Yep. It's got great small scenarios. It's yep. got everything because, and, and rich and, and, Backdoor talked about it on History on the Table. It's it's really the the campaign game, right? It's called Great Campaigns. The small scenarios are good. The campaign scenarios are fucking phenomenal. They're just so good. They tell the story. But if you play Roads to Gettysburg, you're not going to fight Gettysburg, probably, right? right. Because because things are going to shake out slightly differently. The Confederates and, are going to get a get a get an in, initiative where they didn't historically. So and, and generally, these are consolidated, right? So you did Rose yep. to Gettysburg, but you did the Antietam. We did Antietam, right? But but the actual the real bad bastard is the Gettysburg one. Yeah, which you and Samer tried to do. I no, think we did. Ace. We well, I mean, but he didn't really set it up, right? Right. Mm. No, I had to carry a lot of. Yeah, there's a lot of. Because of stupid rail games. <sighs> rail games. And Sam just didn't set it up. He didn't have a clip to this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, that, that's right. It was his version. <laughs> and then Duck had a completely clipped version. <laughs> just sitting him. right there. Yeah. Um, so um, I guess I'll review specifically so that I can review next next time. Uh, Stonewall Jackson's White. Rose to Gettysburg 2. Fantastic campaign for Antietam. Um, I'm sure Gettysburg is probably even better. I think it's 100%. longer. Hundred um, percent. I think Dave, you've reviewed reviewed this already. Um, but I mean, for fun, I'm going to give it a ten. I mean, it's there's nothing better than than what we did for those four days. Um, beers, I'm going to give it a ten. I mean, backdoor T to B, and and he rallied, and we played. Um, I the first day we played Wednesday. I was fucking hungover. I came down at like four o'clock in the afternoon uh, and we got right into it. The only it's, caveat I would give about GCACW is I think <clears throat> the flanking rules are overly complicated. They're a little weird. The Zock rules through like woods and stuff yeah. is kind of weird. They have some weird just, like the flanking rules have this weird thing where you have to figure out how many hexes around it's, are it's, valid and how many yeah, of them are It's negated. this and then you take it back. But I think... And, it's and, mostly and, common sense, but I think they're trying to handle like rules lawyering. But but you're right; they're they're complex, but I think they're very thorough. Yeah. Like even the retreat rules, like there's the four yeah. priorities of retreat yeah. rule, rules, right. and you do this, or if you can't do that, then you do this. If you can't do that, you do this, and then if you if you do this, then there's consequences. Okay. So I think yeah, like and the rules, the basic rules are like forty pages, right? And they're very simple. But you read them, and it's like fucking hell. Like combat just seems like such a slog to get through this game. And then trying to figure but out really artillery it's just factors. Two to six. You're like artillery factors. Like but, what terrain but, am I in? Like, but that only really happens in clear 
train. <laughs> like everywhere else, it really doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, so I like say it to, to warn. Like when right. you go through and read, you're going to be like, it's, what the fuck? Like yeah. the flanking rules. Don't even read the Just play the Don't. game. Yep. Just, just play, play the it. game, especially if you can find somebody, especially you know, we're talking to call back. If, if you play with somebody on Vassal or come to a con, play it. It's super easy to get into. It's super playable. The, the rules are very very thorough um, but can be daunting from a just read through but if you play the game and then read the rules after um, everything makes sense and when you look in the charts there's a lot of modifiers that's right if you're playing all green alike it's going to be this but really once you realize what you're playing specific yeah it's like Okay, it seems like there's 14 modifiers for like when guys get tired or four yeah, stages. But there's but really only actually, three. You figure out, okay, in this game we're playing, it's only these two modifiers. Right, so. exactly. So it's very playable. And it, it, I, I'm, <laughs> I'll say it again, big Civil War kick. This is all I've been reading this year, playing this game, playing all green alike. It's, it's Civil War through and through. You, you see why. You know the commanders were frustrated. You see, you know why the Confederates. I mean, it, it games why the Confederates were better. It captures that better from a maneuver perspective. Uh, but the Union has more troops. I mean, all of that stuff is in the game. It's fantastic. Uh, ten and ten. You can wow. you can get shit faced. Wow, and Jason, it's you've game. come a long way, dude. Since, I, since I, 2013. I love this game. I love Jason, this game so much. Jason, let me ask you, why do you think you got into a, a Civil War kick? Was it um, in particular? Well, so uh, it's partly because I'm doing my president read-through, and I read a Lincoln biography, and then I read uh, Team of Rivals, and that just kind of spun out. There's so many people to read about and there's so much history around so many, the civil it's war. It's a very personality-driven war. Right. It's, there's a lot of stuff going on where, gotcha. you know, in the in that kind of inner war phase between the revolution and the civil war, like there wasn't a lot going on. There's a lot of like tax bullshit and yeah, like Jackson had a lot of stuff going on and whatever that was. But with the civil war, there's just, there's so much there and um, I, I posted this somewhere else, but I like messy conflicts. Like, like that's part of my draw to Vietnam is like, yeah, could, could we have stayed out of it? Maybe things would have been better if we if we didn't get involved. What what would have happened? We did get involved, so here's the mess that shook out of it. I love that part of Vietnam, and and seeing that, like Lee was this great U.S. commander, right? And then. Th- the country starts fracturing and he's like, I can't get involved in this. I can't command union troops to fight against Virginia. That personal conflict within himself is so interesting to me and such a draw that I just, I just keep going deeper and deeper on the, on the civil war. Um, Jason, do you know, do you know what Southern state had the largest free population, second only to Virginia? Uh, South Carolina, Missouri, free, free, how free, free. like white population, like Missouri, number Missouri, of people. Yeah. Missouri was second only to Virginia. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. In 1860, Missouri was the, the, census. the second largest state, like slave state based on free population. In Interesting. fact, out I of all the slave states, Missouri had the lowest percentage of slaves, mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. 8%. Mm-hmm. So. 
I just think it's interesting because people it's, assume that Missouri people don't realize uh, what a prominent state Missouri was in 1960. Oh, yeah. yeah, but it it was uh, it only I mean uh, it only, only forty <laughs> forty thousand less white people than Virginia, and Virginia wow. was a huge state. Huge, yeah. yeah didn't Missouri like have a whole compromise and everything? No, the compromise was basically the. Well, yeah, the, the problem is when all the Missourians moved into Kansas to try <laughs> yeah, to vote. Yeah. So, it's, such a mess. Was, it's such a mess. Well, it, it's actually more an indication of how badly the war devastated Missouri. Because sure. it went from being one of the premier states to... Yeah, to being like backwater. Yeah. So now the population is, I don't know, 4 million? It's not that yeah, much more crazy. than it was. Yeah. But if you look at the 1860 census, it's really mm. eye-opening. Yeah. So I've I've been enjoying my uh, Civil War Jones and and uh, GCACW has just been such a joy for me. Oh, sounds cool. Well, the game I was going to talk let's, about. Let's keep it on there. The game I was going to talk about is not a Civil War game. It's called The Guns of Gettysburg. <laughs> okay, let's do this. So, so what kind of game is it? This is a uh, Rachel Simmons game. Rachel. Is it Rachel? Yep, Rachel. Okay. Yep. But I think she's going, I don't know what she's going by, like Rachel Bowen Simmons, whatever. doesn't matter. So anyway, this is a game that was designed a while back, and I think we've actually reviewed it before. I um, think I reviewed it drunkenly probably before I was ready to And then I it. think I also reviewed it again. <laughs> um, but I'm not really reviewing it as much as mentioning because July 4th is rolling around. I decided, nice. you yep. know what, I'm yeah. going to roll oh, this yeah, thing yeah. out again. And it looks just as good. But I'm going to tell you the rule book is just as as I, like I, Yeah. If we thought that uh, Fields of Fire was a, was a rough rule book, this is needlessly complicated. But – I think having played it a couple times, I'm going to be okay with it. So I'm going to start doing a little playthrough, see if I can get a full battle at Gettysburg. Now there is some. Uh, this is also diceless. Uh, there is some kind of fog of war involved in this, but the biggest problem is trying to figure out the way all the fields, like the positions, are organized and where units can move. And we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But that's what I'm doing. So I'm going to be playing some Guns of Gettysburg. Uh, for my Gettysburg weekend for the Fourth of July. So, so what's a kind of its defining um, mechanism? Um, it's diceless. So the idea is that um, you know it's tough. It's the uh, if you have you seen the Marengo Simmons Marengo game? No. Yeah. So I think he did one for Marengo. He might have done one for Austerlitz. I'm not sure. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but basically the idea is that um, the Let's see. So you can you you basically can move blocks. Yeah. So it's, it, it, it's blue and red blocks on right. a on a triangular map, much like you would see if you read like a Civil War book, where you right. see like the where the battalions and regiments are positioned. Like that's right. what the game looks like from a top down view. And and there's gotcha. there's a there's like basic general orders you can give. You can have like attack orders or hold or withdraw for your side it's for the entire side and that dictates what you can have as far as battle tokens so you have these extra tokens that you draw and uh some tokens might give uh artillery advantages in combat so i guess in in instead of dice you have these tokens so you never quite know what tokens you're going to have um and so when you draw them then you can kind of see okay i've got like 
and and you can only use them depending on like if it's a first core for the art for the confederates a first core artillery you can only use that token if a certain number of uh, first core confederate units are involved in the fight that you're trying to resolve and so just generally you just add up a bunch of numbers um four to two three to one based on how many tokens players can play based on artillery um whether they built fortifications things like that and that decides how they win a particular fight and then after that they they take losses and when units take losses their blocks can actually reduce so you have a variety of different blocks so um like Sed sedgwick's core might have six blocks two of them or three of them are their first strength guys and then when they take losses, then they have to replace them with with lower strength blocks and the high strength blocks get put back in the bag. So but it's all invisible to the, the rebels. They just know that the Sedgwick lost. They don't actually know. And sometimes they might have two blocks they have to decide between. So the player has to actually hold it out to the rebel player and let the rebel player pick the block. Mm -hmm. that's going to be the one that, that stays with them. So so it's kind of cool. There's a lot of hidden information and their subjective hexes so the idea is that the the decisive moments can happen away from where the battle traditionally happens so the union has basically objective hexes that at times they can move away they're like little circles with stars on them like little markers those markers can move during the battle and you can move them away from where the rebels are and if the rebels capture them they think they can actually win them i think on the second or third day if they capture a uh I think if they capture an objective hex, they win. So the idea is you want to keep them away from them. It's cool. I think it's pretty fun. It's definitely yeah. different. And it's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's different where it's hard to, like, grok what, yeah. what you're supposed to do. It, it, and the rule book doesn't help. Like, right, the rules it, are – they're very precise, but not very clear, I think, is, is... – there's, there's little markers. So basically, you'll have an area – the area might be, and usually the corners of an area, like on the map, are circles. So you might have, I guess it's a quadrangle, whatever, and it's got four circles, or it might have more. It might be a polygon, whatever. So each of those lines between the circles are positions. Some positions might have uh, obstructed terrain marker on it. Some might have a little artillery piece, which means that's a ridge that lets you actually shoot further out. Um, so there's a lot of different like factors. It's one of those games kind of like the way Imperial Struggle is, where when you first look at the map, you're like, what the fuck? There's like shapes everywhere. I have no idea what the fuck this fucking map means. Like, this is the craziest map. At first, when you look at the Gettysburg map, yeah, it kind of looks like a map of Gettysburg, but you have no idea what all these little markings are. As you start to play the game, you're like, oh, do not go into that area because that area can't shoot over to there because of that blocking trait. So you start to kind of figure it out as you go. And it is definitely a meeting engagement where initially the Union starts out with like two cavalry units and then the South just starts coming on. But it's all kind of randomized because you're just pulling things and lining them up on a turn track. They're all hidden, so you really don't know who's coming on when. So it's kind of cool. Like, I'm not sure how differently it plays every time. Like, I don't know. Mm, if, yeah, I don't know if like... Yeah. Like, is it fun every time? Is it always kind of the same battle? Like, I, 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 I think it would be different every time. I don't know how many guys play this game. So, so is it like a chit pull thing then? So that it's, you don't. So it's everybody. You know, every every turn. It's chit pull for like reinforcements, but 
um, it's 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 basically regular. Like, say you, if you're on attack moves, like your, if your orders are attacks, you activate and you do your attacks. You know, it's not like you're moving guys to do it. I'm trying to see if there's actually a, a sequence of play. Yeah, so turn sequence is basically first players does his action phase, draw battle tokens, does withdrawal moves, does attack moves, reinforcement entry moves, march moves, then general orders for the next turn. Then it flips over to the other guy. It looks like Scrabble. Right. Right. The Scrabble is where you have all your battle tokens. So, so like, you might be moving a block, a couple blocks up to a guy. He might think, oh, I'm going to be able to beat this guy, beat this guy coming up to me in a fight. But he doesn't know how many battle tokens you have for artillery and stuff that can really tip tip the edge in the combat. Now, you're going to play this solo, right? Yeah. So it's 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 so more. How hard is that? Well, it's it's. I'm not really worried about like surprise or anything. I'm more concerned about like getting the rule mechanisms down and ready to go. I'd like to bring it to AAC Con and play it in an evening. If I could find someone who wanted to play with me, right. it looks cool. Someone I always, like Jason. I always, <laughs> I, like, I Jason. always <laughs> like these games that have the, uh, the, the the little blocks. The you know, like the. Oh, the, dude! When people see you playing this game, they're like, oh, it's "What the fuck is this game? Yeah, what is yeah. going on here? Like, it's nice. Yeah, so." Basically, uh, Hollywood and I are doing East Front 2 from Columbia Games. We're playing that during the day, the full East Front 2 campaign. Uh, and then I'm available in the evening, so Jason and I can play this. I'll bring it down. I'm down. Because, yeah. yeah, I'll need to reread the rules. Cause I, like, you don't I, need to reread it. I'll, 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 I'll have them down by the time you get there. It'll be fine. I'll explain it all. It's much easier to explain than to read, I think. Yeah. I mean, read it. You can read it, but it's like... You, it's, it's just the precision of the rules that I'm it, bad at. It's infamous for being a bad rule set. Yeah. Yeah. It but, it's, cool. it, but it's fucking gorgeous. And I really like what it's trying to do. I, I just... I'm not very good at the follow-through of, I of rule that, books like that. I wish the designer would have made more Civil War. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Them, it's like... I think looking at the map, the map must have taken a long time. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just too much effort. Yeah. Nail down. Because now she's not doing anything like this. She's doing a completely different game. Yeah, system. the next one's, yeah, very different. Because I think all the, it's the two Napoleonic games and then this, right? That's right. That's all, that's all she's done. So. <laughs> oh, and also Pete's in my six seasons in Sartar next, next game. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that sounds like fun. Yeah, so we're all full up on that, I think. Did you listen to that at all, Jason? I haven't yet. Yeah. It's, it, you I'm know, going to. I don't know how... Like, it's basically, it's an intro, right? So I'm kind of... We'll see how it goes. But, but you're like, such I, a good DM. I, I like I, I don't know if I am. When I you listen are. to my... It's one of those things where if I listen to my own, I'm like... Mm, no, I don't dude, really like those fucking stuff. Wild West games were so good. Yeah, they were pretty drunk, but that's fun. I mean, and, yeah. This, and this I'm not going to listen until yeah. I play. But this one you can't be drunk on. Like mm-hmm. this, it's there's too much going on. Yeah. So tomorrow, Ralph Ralph's female character goes through her female initiation. Nice. In the morning, it's going to be a bright 10 a.m. initiation. <laughs> That's good shit. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. All right. So what else do we got? We have anything else? I think that's all I have. I mean, I got Atlantic Chase. I haven't even looked at it. You haven't? I, no. that, that game, I somehow I completely missed my radar. And is I look sold, at it. Is it sold that already? 
I think it's sold out already. It looks it's sold out from GMT for sure. Gorgeous. Yeah, I got it. Just because I was like, meh, good enough, interested. So at Donkey Kong, Backdoor was like when you know when the when the raffle started, Backdoor was like, I want a lot of chase, I want a lot of chase. And of course Duck got drawn first and heard Backdoor saying, I want a lot of chase. So, so he was it. like I got a lot of chase. Oh, he's so funny. And they went to miniature market and, and he bought it. Backdoor bought a lot of chase. And I was like, I don't even know what the fuck you guys are talking. About. Like, what is this game? And then I looked at it, no, it after the cool. fact. I'm like, holy shit, that looks so cool. I haven't even opened it. Uh, but I did also buy Siege of Jerusalem. For nice. Trinity. Yeah. A, another nostalgia buy. That's, so. yeah. Never played it, always saw it. So just the maps of the city look awesome. Seems like a Ralph game. I think C-Rack might have wanted to play with me. Oh, no, yeah. Hollywood, I think. And Hollywood, too, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think I heard Mike talk about it. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. He's Super cool. Also. That's it. I think I'm looking around my game room. I think that's all I got that's new. So I'm all settled in. Yeah, well, I, I'm, 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 the, the, I'm disappointed you guys are saying the line of battle you know, isn't. Because I, I, got the, no, I finally got the, uh, the, the zombie... Mm, I got that one too. Game. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's. I think it's good. I think. Uh, I think the combat system is really good. I still think the command system is not very tight. And yeah, and I haven't played it, Pete. But my thinking. So I I had Battle of the Clouds since the con. I bought since Swanky Con. I bought Rose Gettysburg Two, Stonewall Jackson's Way Two. And Atlanta is ours. So I have so much money and time invested at this point into GCACW. I think I might just focus there. And it's so rewarding that I don't feel, you know, like that time's going like, to be, you know, ill spent. Yeah. Right. Where the line of battle, it, it sounds really cool. And I think at Donkey Kong, maybe, you know, next year or whenever to play with guys like you know lieutenant hoplite and uncle john who are super into it i think that would add something to to it but if i'm just going to play solo i'll i'll just play gcacw but yeah i have zombie rebs and and i'm happy to own it um but gcacw is just hitting it for me right now yeah and i don't want to i don't want you know it's one of those things where it's like ah, oh, you know i, I Civil War wasn't something that I really was getting into until little, not quite like what you're talking about, but starting to get a little bit more interested. And I don't want to buy another game without having played this other one. You know? so, yeah. so if you, you you're primarily solo, right? Yep. I yeah, think you want. GCACW. I think GCACW is going to do it. So Stonewall Jackson's two just reprinted. I think it's going to be relatively cheap, or you know, Hood Strikes North. Or Atlanta Azars, frankly, from MMP. Yeah, I, I would grab one of them. We could play it on Vassal. I, I mean, there's probably twelve guys in the guild at least who would play with you. I would play with you. Also, um, G- GCACW is great, Pete, because you can be playing it and so, then just walk dude, away. It's so walk good away from the table because yeah, so it's static. It's stuck stuck exactly where it was, and then really. you just roll for the next initiative and move the next. Like you can walk exactly. away at any time yeah. from the table. And That's the what I'm saying. Over. So That's at the I end mean. of each turn, you just stop, and then you come back. You roll for to see who goes. Okay, the Confederates go. The Confederates take a turn, and it takes like three minutes to take a turn. 
but there's a lot of turns, right? So the Confederates take the turns. Okay, I have five more minutes. Let me do another. Yeah, you you mark them for for fatigue. Yeah, but they did, and then because everything is everything is marked, everything is documented. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so I'll be on a conference call and like, okay, let me just take you know two or three activations, and and it's. Uh, oh, it's, yeah, so it's, it's, and, and the beauty of it, it really is like I, like Jason's mentioned. You you roll to see who can go, but even then, when you decide who's going to go, you decide, okay, I'm going to make them more like, tired. Okay. Yeah, but you don't even you yeah. still don't know how far they're going to go. Right, the, these guys need to get yeah. here. I'm going to activate them. Right. Bam, they roll a one. Fuck, and it's rain. Fuck, and then <laughs> you do another activation. They get to act, they get to go again. Okay, I'm going to activate these guys. Two, God, ugh. you know, yeah. people on my on the conference call are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, no. it's, so, it's, yeah so, it's, it's so good. That, that's the beauty of it, that you can just do an action round, like what Jason's that's talking fun. about, and then you can just be like, okay, I'm done. I won't go back to the right. table for four days. You come back four days later, it's all marked exactly the way it was. You can yeah. pick it up and play. So I have little tents on my table for like Union Command Paralysis, Confederate Command Paralysis, Rain, things like that, just to like – Here's here's the state of the, oh, so the game where you left yeah. it. Yeah, so it's it's great. It's great solo. It's a great game. Yeah, I'll probably end up picking that one up. <laughs> I think I, I think I looked already, uh, and it's available at MN, MMP. The yeah, it's it's, it's worth it. Yeah, uh, that's, the, that's the drawback to this guild is the guild bump. There's a lot of yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot that's, of buying. Right, it's like a rash. The guild bumps. Yeah, but I'm sure a lot of the early listeners are happy that they have now have copies of Stonewall Jackson's Way too. Or Battle Above the Clouds, which yeah, is all these very hard to get. Too. Yeah. So. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt at all. Oh, all right. Sounds good. Well, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? I'm pretty much out of topics. Uh, I think I'm good. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. I, it was a, a, a great time. All right, Pete. We'll appreciate yeah. you coming on. Good job on the quiz. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for uh, inviting me on. Heck yeah. yeah. It was fun. Thanks, thanks for getting involved. Everybody else, if you're lurking, you like war games, you like history, you like RPGs, get involved. Oh, yeah. We're, we're here for you. Yeah, I'm the, and, and, and uh, that's great. I'm the poster child for that because, like I said, I've, I've been lurking in the guild for a long time and just finally decided in the springtime, like, hey, you know what? There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of games being played, RPGs, war games, you know, uh, uh, board games on BGA, you know, yeah. and, and it's and it's been so much fun, you know. So, and now, like, Ironsworn is the new hotness because of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, and well, this will be long gone because, of course, this won't get, but we're playing tomorrow, so yeah. hopefully. Anyway, well, good, 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 good. Well, th- thanks for having the guild. Without you guys, uh, I don't know what I'd be doing on a Friday night. All right, boys. Well, good to talk to you guys tonight. Good stuff. All right. All right. Good stuff. All thanks, right. guys. Bye. Good night. Good Bye. night. Visit us at http colon slash slash boardgamegeek.com slash build slash one six six zero or contact us at advance after combat at gmail.com. I'll see you.